the Cleveland Browns have made it into the NFL playoffs for the first time in 18 long years. Going deep, he's got Cleveland Edwards. Oh, the ball. An NFL high 12th dropped pass. You suck. Colin Sexton has the Cavs' last 17 points. Looking for 20. Oh, my! You're tuning into the Wheel Sports Podcast with Austin, Keith, Peyton, and Riggs. Make sure to stay tuned for your latest sports news on the Wheel Sports Podcast. Why don't you shut the hell up? Welcome, welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast with myself, Riggs, here with Peyton Vince. We also have a friend slash guest with us in the house. Hopefully he's a long-time visitor, become a friend of the podcast. We have Mr. Pat here with us, everybody. It's only if you guys like me. Well, so far we do like you. We hope our friends here on Facebook Live like you, our friends on Twitch, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, correct? All of it. We're on all this? Yes, yeah. all this. It's making me more nervous. He's <laughs> no, over here shitting his pants. Live from KM Voice Studios here. Shout out to Hooligans Gym. Um, we got a heavy show for you today. Stephen R. Smith will be in the house today. He will be getting in the ring with Peyton. And he is also, you're going to get the rematch of the century. Even though Stephen, uh, Stephen R. Smith owes him the belt, he's going to give uh, Peyton the belt back. And then they're going to have a rematch for the Getting the Ring Championship. So are you ready? No, honestly, like I was looking at, St- let me pull up Stephen R. Smith's tweet. Because that's like, that did not, like that is not the way he worded it. Okay, and- so I'm new. Right. Stephen R has a, a Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Steve, uh-huh. yeah. Stephen R Smith. Yeah, no relation yeah. to the you know the corporate one, but I'm gonna have to follow all this. So it's Stephen R Smith 15 on Twitter, and he just makes shit up. But anyways, he ended up tweeting out tonight. I give me Peyton Vance his rightfully deserta desertery. I don't even know what that means. He'll explain it. Getting the ring championship belt. And that's it. So I ended up tweeting back, and I said, so are we not facing off for the championship, and you're just giving me the belt? Like, he never replied back either. So I don't know what is really going on. Like, am I getting the belt? Because according to Stephen R. Smith, this is not happening. Like, we're just going to be talking sports. I just get the belt. I mean, I don't know if he's giving you the belt, and then you're the rightful champ, and then he wants to rematch right after. But, like, I just got the belt back. It's not my fault that he was irresponsible. Correct. Yeah, Stephen R. Smith, he's been going through some things with a certain app through Amazon Live or something. He'll get into that later on in the show. You're going to be very, very entertained, just like everybody else there would be entertained. So we're going to start with the tip-off, right, guys? Yes, sir. So here's the tip-off. Obviously, if you're new here, Pat, but the tip-off is just the first topic to get things started. So the tip-off is is with the news of Julian Edelman retiring, a lot of people believe that he should be a Hall of Famer. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Because Those people are outside of their minds. I believe he can be a Hall of Famer, but just not right now. It's too early. It's too soon. The man he has... Well, he's got to be retired for five years. Exactly. Exactly. So, obviously, but Heinz Ward isn't a Hall of Famer. Reggie Wayne isn't either. Uh, Sterling Sharp isn't a Hall of Famer. Now, was that on their own accord that they're not Hall of Famers, or that's just them not being voted in by They're not voted in. Okay, so, no, you're exactly right. There are people that are way, way on top of that list next to Julian Edelman. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, Julian Edelman, yeah, he is responsible for that damn good catch in the Super Bowl against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. That's what I heard somebody say. Julian Edelman had a great career with Hall of Fame moments, not a Hall of Fame career with Hall of Fame moments. Wow, okay. You can't put somebody in Hall of Fame. He had 19 playoff games. 
Okay. That's the only reason people think he should be in playoffs. That and he's got three three Super Bowls with Patriots Nation. That's another reason yeah, why people MVP. are hyping him up, he right? MVP. Super Bowl MVP. I just I just don't see it. Also, the thing is too is how much like if 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 he did not end up having a quarterback of the caliber of Tom Brady, is he a Hall of Famer? And is this even a conversation? Tom Brady made tiny white guys. Careers. His Julian top, Edelman, Wes Welker. Yeah, yeah. Wes Welker. To like, me, that is. The, who was the guy? Uh, he wasn't white, but um, Troy Troy Brown. He had like eleven or twelve receptions. Wow. Okay. I think I remember him briefly. Mm-hmm. But like that's, that's just what Tom Brady does. Yeah. Like literally, like all the guys, that, and also he's somebody too that it's taking players like at this point in his career under his wing, like Antonio Brown. You have him that. Antonio Brown was out of the league pretty much and never even a thought again, but he ends up coming around, and it's not New England where Bill Belichick's the boss, but it's now Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, and look what happens. That's like the conversation. Like, is it the Tom Brady way or is it the Patriot way? I mean, honestly, that's that's the most not the, difficult That's thing. way off topic. Right. But. but, I mean, honestly, going back to the topic, though, with Julian Edelman, the thing is, too, is that like looking at the video, too, with him saying, like, well, thanks, Patriots Nation, blah, 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 this, that, the other thing. He never really mentioned Tom Brady, and I feel like he should have because Tom Brady is responsible for his career. Well, I've seen the tweet right after that, and it was very, very long, too long to elaborate right now on the show, but he really did thank Tom Brady on social media. He should have thanked him in that video, right. yes. Right. I mean, that's your, that's your prime time slot. Like, you're literally going to have all eyes on this. The one thing I also give props on Julian Edelman, if anybody else there didn't know, he is a Kent State Golden yeah, Flash. Yeah. So, you know, he's from the area. Like, I honestly believe... Didn't he play quarterback? Yeah. Yes, he did. I honestly believe Ohio breeds very, very damn good football players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I seriously do. Like, I think even Sean McVay is from yeah, Ohio. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they, I think he went to Miami. Yeah, okay, man. Just like Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what about Big Ben? That's where he learned how to rape girls. <laughs> God no! <laughs> then that's how you get canceled. But uh, like honestly, though, looking somehow, some way, yeah. give it another three years, and then that's why he's going to be retiring. But when you end up looking at like just pretty much players as a whole, though, that are produced in Ohio, look at. I mean, I even had one on the top of my like. You had Troy Smith that ended up being nothing. Like you have Ohio State quarterbacks that turn into nothing, but like your smaller names. Like, Mitch Trubisky ended up being something that wasn't, like, that's high school-wise, but he ended up playing at North Carolina and got drafted pretty well, but ended up flopping. You have so many people. I don't know if he's flopped yet. I don't want to get in that conversation. Never mind. I'd go for it. It's, like, way off topic. Oh, yeah. We go from Julian Edelman to Mitch Trubisky. Come on. All right. The the quarterbacks and the thanking for that. Like, obviously, like, you could end up. Josh Cribbs, too. Yeah, Josh Cribbs is a quarterback. He's from the D.C. area, but he went to Kent State. James Harrison went to Kent State. I know about James Harrison. But just looking back at it, though, I'm looking at all these people on Twitter that are stating, hey, well, he should be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. But, like, the argument, though, I think, is that Reggie Wayne, Heinz Ward. Yeah, that's, like, my, that's my argument. Kelvin Johnson got in, but that makes sense. You can't compare Kelvin Johnson to Julian Edelman. That doesn't right. make sense the only at all. Thing, the only thing I think that you can compare Kelvin Johnson to Julian Edelman with are the MVP and the three Lombardi trophies. Other than that, I felt like if Megatron would have had a damn good quarterback and a damn good offensive line, he would probably had just as much or like maybe he had, more. He had a good quarterback. Yeah. There was Stafford. Yeah, I believe I want to yeah, say Stafford was, was some of that. Yeah. That was exactly it. He had a good quarterback, but that was somebody part that of it might have been John Kitna. So that's a name I haven't heard in forever. John Kitna. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true. But like with Matthew Stafford though, like that like Matthew Stafford's career could have had way more Super Bowls if Calvin Johnson would have ended up extending his career. But I don't he, know about that because like 
what have the Lions done? Like, would one wide receiver have made that entire organization a Super Bowl organization? Or has one running back made that? Yeah, you know, that's you, what I'm like, like Barry so, Sanders, yeah. Maybe Matthew Stafford would have better numbers, would have had a better career if Calvin Johnson extended his time. Yeah. But, but you can't I'm, – I'm not blaming Calvin Johnson. He got his money, he got out. Yeah. And he, Why, he's out there risking his – I mean, his. I guess his life. You talk about CTE and stuff right. like that. He got his money and got out. What's he about to hang around for, to lose? Yeah, or else he'd end up getting traded away like Matthew Stafford did then. So, like, it makes you wonder which way the league ends up lining up, though, Shit, if you end Rob up having – retired and he got traded away. Yeah, that is true. He ended up having a brief stint in WWE, See, too. Calvin Johnson should have taken that route. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't put it past him, but he's already in the Hall of Fame. So I, oh, I've, he's not coming back that, That's no, super yeah, rare, no. though, that like no, that's no, no, never no. happened. So he'd be the first one. But also, Brett Favre came out of retirement how many times? Like 64. Yeah, that's also his <laughs> age now, too. But, I mean, Riggs, is there anything else you have to say for your argument for Julian Edelman being in the Hall of Fame? Or so you think he should be? No, I don't think he shouldn't be. I think in the future, yes, but not right now. I'm not not one year, two years, three years, five years, somewhere down the line. Like I need other, I need other well-statured players to get in before Julian. Because I think like guys we talked about, Heinz Ward, Reggie Wayne, Sterling Sharp. I think those are guys that are all better, yeah, f- and yes. more deserving of the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. than Julian Edelman. Yeah, that's no question. Julian Edelman, I can't take nothing away from him as a player. Yes, you're great, but just like, man, there's other people on that list that are well-deserving of that title before him. And I believe if he was here right now in this room, he would tip his hat to that shit. Yeah, yeah. no, I, 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 Julian Edelman seems like the guy that would be like, you know what? Hold on, these guys aren't in, but you're talking about me getting in? Hold up, let's pause the conversation. I also believe, you know, it's the hype of social media, this day and age, the generation. You got those Patriot fans that, well, we haven't won a Super Bowl in this year and probably won't see one in this lifetime, so let's... Pull the Dallas Cowboy route and just talk about how great we were. Oh, they're for sure going to go that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're for sure going to go that way. I mean, look at that's that's also going to be the way New England is too, because New England has Cam Newton. They're looking at like, then this is going into a later topic too. But you have the 49ers that are possibly in talks with having Justin Fields drafted as a third overall draft. I'll I'll keep my mouth shut on that. I'll save for later. Fair enough. Do you you want to wait till later then too, Riggs? Yeah, I'll wait till later. Well, if it's going to be another topic, I just don't want to dive into it now if you guys are gonna so alright now's the time we're gonna end up going there if you could end up grabbing Stephen R I don't know where he's at but it's time to get in the ring uh, um you can elaborate on something I have my phone over here charging so you can give me a moment well I mean you could just get Stephen R too like you didn't have to get oh, well, my phone's over there and I have to yell down the hallway or something yeah honestly make sure that he ends up hearing you too yeah because he's down here somewhere and make sure I get my belt that he never got but, I mean, honestly, they'll get in the ring. So, Pat, like we were saying, this is kind of like the version of an ESPN show that you have pretty much 30 seconds <laughs> thirty seconds to argue a point. You're going to end up pulling up your stopwatch this time, and you're going to be keeping points. So you could end up taking this out. Whoever ends up making the most points in that 30 seconds, just count them on your fingers, and we'll go from there. Got you. But, I mean, I'm the defending champ at this time. So... Then why don't you have the belt? Because Stephen R. never brought it back. He, oh, okay. So he's you, been very forgetful ah, okay. for it, and he's giving me it back three, four weeks later. So it's about so what time. Are, what's the, what are the topics? So the topic wise, I mean, honestly, usually it's just throw, like spur of the moment. Why does it look like you're about to be Stephen R. <laughs> Get in front of the camera. <laughs> you look like you're about to preach in a church. Holy shit. 
You need to watch your everlasting peanut butter and jelly mind, brother, before I hand you another championship here live. Stand up. Hold on one, for one second, I want to introduce myself. My name is Steven R. The army's ridiculous. The army's rambunctious. The army's rockin'ies. The army's ratatouche. Steven R. Smith. People are going to be mad about COVID shaking hands. Right now, I want to give this championship belt right over here to my friend. Am I still standing? No, we're going to sit down because we're just got out of frame. <laughs> this is the Get in the Ring of Ding Championship. Now your man's been going through some problems with the app that I've been going through. Yes, but now I'm here. The belt is here. The belt's refurbished for my friend Peyton, PG Vince. PG? Miss, yes, PG Vince. I said shit. Peyton. Yes. I'm going to bring this belt to you, the belt that you deserve that because you want it from me like a man. And now when I hand you this belt, I want to rematch. So, like, there's a small problem. That's what, like, before you interrupted and came in like a Bible-looking priest guy, um, I was coming up with... <laughs> I was telling Pat about getting the ring, and the thing is, is that since it's spur of the moment, nobody's been prepared for it. Off the cuff, you come up with a topic, whatever one could argue for and against. The first one would have been a good one. I know. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a good one, but I mean Stephen R could get into that a little bit later on in the miscellaneous segment about Julian Edelman and being a Hall of Famer, so you could get into that a little bit later on. You look like you just got out of church camp, honestly. Like it's bad. Well you about to need a damn prayer and a hallelujah for me to te- beat your ass. Uh, Alright, so Pat, did you end up coming up with the topic yet? Let's go with, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm new. I haven't watched every episode, uh, every second. Let's go with, will the Indians make the postseason? Okay. All right, who's post-season, starting it off? I win the division. I'll just make the postseason. All right. Who's starting it off? I'll start. All right. Start the timer in three, two, one. Go. I don't think the Cleveland Indians will make the postseason. Why? Because you're missing Frankie Lindor. Another thing, you got a dark cloud over Progressive Field, and that's the name of your team. The change of the name, the name of the game. Another thing, I think Mr. Terry Franconinus, the manager of the team, he has a big trouble in the outfield. Angels in the outfield is needed in Progressive Field. Do you get what I'm scratching at? The macho man with the snap gem in his mouth. I just snapped into it. Another reason why the Indians won't make the postseason, I believe there's too much pressure in those is a progressive field. It ain't happening this year for you guys. Too and much drama. Done. Alright. I'll beat your ass. Okay, easy there. Alright, so give me about 30 seconds or so, Pat, and I am for the Indians being in the postseason, so count it down, Stephen R. Alright, so the Cleveland Indians are making the postseason. I know within two weeks I'm already making that judgment. But the thing is, though, is that Stephen R., this is a team that's based on pitching. The pitching hasn't changed. It's still remained the same, but the offense needed to come around. And the offense has came around within the last two weeks. And right now they split with the Chicago White Sox that are going into Game 3 tonight. That's something that's unheard of, and the Indians are in first place right now within two weeks. I'll take that all day after being shitted on when Francisco Lindor left and thinking that was there's no outside shot of winning the, the getting in the postseason. Now before we get into this Apinusi time, isn't there words you wanted me to describe on my Twitter when I before I gave you this championship? Oh yeah, yeah. Hold on, what, a word. what was the word? Could it's you... like the Trump Kafif tweet. <laughs> <laughs> a belt that you fully deserteve? Deserte. Deserteve. Is that like Joe Dirt? No. Joe Dirt-tay? No, Dirt-tay. 
something that you got with great granite and you just you worked for it. So I worked for it. I won my defense, I think. I don't know yet, but I'm pretty sure I won because Stephen R. The R stands for ridiculous when it came to your response. I'm just it was saying more than ridiculous. So so what was the final points? What did you end up coming up with? It was four to three. Four to three. Who won? In favor of Peyton. I'll just put you, this. You I'll just put this you, right here. You could have had like. I gotta go make a phone call to Keith. <laughs> I need some money. No, no, no. Peyton Hillis ain't getting involved, dog. All right, so he'll be back. I don't know where Stephen R. Smith's going, but what, what were you saying? Money. <laughs> right, that's always how it is. <clears throat> no, but the one point you brought up about the Indians being based around pitching, and it's absolutely correct, the bullpen's better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, like Brad Hand, is- I know he was perfect last year, but he wasn't good. He 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 was like Bob Wickman. Yeah, very, he was very Bob Wickman. Like yeah. honestly, like he was just he was somebody that like you could even match him with like Chris Perez too. It doesn't matter yeah. who, but it was always that like the spur, like the high but, intense moments for and even you made the title. Yeah, Emmanuel Clase is your closer. Mention him. I know. I but like I felt and like Karen check with another. I mean, if you want to call it a year, but yeah, and he he's had, super inconsistent. He got something under his belt last year in the bullshit 60-game season. Right, exactly. But, I mean, honestly, though, like, I'm super looking forward to the fact that, like, tonight's game, I know they're playing at 8 against Chicago again, but I'm looking forward to the fact that, like... And hopefully they score over 7.5 runs. And why is that? This this all makes sense now. Why do you want them to score over 7.5 runs? No, why does that make sense? Well, I'm going to get Stephen R's money. <laughs> when over 7.5, they score over 7.5. I mean, he might be a gambling man, but, I mean, when he comes back during the miscellaneous segment, we can talk about that. While I went and grabbed him, I had a phone call I had to deal with, yeah. guys. So, I'm back. So... Did you see that Stephen R. lost once again? He stormed out of here and shoulder checked me, and he called me some <laughs> words that I'm not going to repeat right now on air. But it started with you, mother loving muffin top, son of a you know what. So I don't know. You must have gave him a really good of a beating, but I think he needed it. He needed to humble himself, and hopefully he takes this energy and he puts it back into his app that he owes everybody out here for. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you're like the accomplice. Is that even the right word for Stephen R. Smith? I guess you can call me his handler, his confidant, <laughs> someone that he can talk to, but, yeah. So, like, could I also include in therapist? Somebody he could talk to? Oh, I see what you did there. Damn. It's where beavers live. Also, damn. But anyways... So, Riggs, while you were gone, Pat and I were talking about the whole entire Cleveland Indians bullpen and why it actually makes sense of the Cleveland Indians making it to the postseason. Have you ended up watching any of the Indians games and seeing the bullpen yet? I've not, I've gone that deep because things happen at home. We'll get into that during the commercial break. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, guys, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we'll be talking. Let's see what's on the script. We'll be talking Major League Baseball once again as we talk about A-Rod, the Cleveland Indians. Conforto. Conforto, yeah. Ow, you just elbowed me in, and I think you just scored a game-winning run. We'll get into that, too. I'm so mad about that. Riggs, I just know that you're not even there right now. Talk to Stephen R. during the break. I'm sure he'll catch you up. But don't go anywhere. Guys, we'll be back on the Wheel Sports Podcast. Riggs, what are you going to do during the break? 
Well, you've already seen me do it. Well, I don't think so. Well, guess what I do during the breaks here on our show? I manscape. <laughs> I manscape. And when I manscape, I use the promo code sports with a Z. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z. And when you manscape, you get the manscape package of the lawnmower 3.0, the ball shaver, the ball deodorant. Am I missing someone else? No, something else? No, just shave your balls. The ball paper. Yeah, and the ball paper. You get like a newspaper to look at when you're shaving your balls. Huh. And it comes with a flashlight. And it's waterproof. I haven't shaved my balls in the shower yet because I'm afraid of a monster being created. So, Manscaped, we like sports. Promo code sports with a Z. We'll be right back. Wait, hold on. Before we go to break, eventually we're going to have to tell Pat about the sex swing. We'll be back on the We Like Sports podcast. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast. Shout out Cam Voice with myself, Riggs, Peyton Vince, our friend Pat, guest, hopefully a longtime friend of the show. Um, and we're back. Uh, what are we going to elaborate on this time, gentlemen? So we were talking about the Cleveland Indians, but before we get into that, since it's fresh on the mind, let's talk about Michael Conforto from the Mets leaning into a pitch with the bases loaded against, I think it was the Marlins, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what won them the game. And Riggs, you ended up making a very accurate statement. Just start us off with it. What did you say about the fact that Michael Conforto leaned into a pitch to it, win the game. It looked like it's there is are they allowing flopping in major league baseball? Like I mean like you where's your athletic ability and your mind to want to compete and actually hit that pitch and not actually get hit by it? Like I just feel like it was not petty, not I guess you can't call it petty. Um there's a word that I'm trying to Ridiculous. figure out. Ridiculous. Yes. Rambunctious. No, yes, that too. Rockers. <laughs> Damn. Um, you guys got to go. I can't think of the word for it at the moment. Pet, go ahead with it. It was terrible. Like, just straight up. Like, you're almost, like, talking about cheating. Mm. Yeah, honestly, like, the like, Mets ended up doing... Right. Like, I'm not going to put it in like, the same category as the Belichick Astros. If Bill Belichick coached baseball, that would be his go-to move. <laughs> That's so accurate, though. Honestly, like... It's not even... Like, people talk about him, like I said, we were talking, about not making an effort to get out of the way when he clearly made an effort to get in the way. Right, exactly. It was a strike. How can a pitch be a strike, hit the batter, and the batter not get called out? 
if like, the pitch is in the strike zone. And like the thing is too is that you even mentioned that Conforto ended up leaning into it, and the umpire was getting ready to ring him up. Yeah, and you could see strike the him out. And oh my god, it's just this is where baseball is at right now, and it sucks because it's the Mets, and it's going to be again like everybody ends up like not everybody, but a good amount of people end up thinking that Francisco Lindor is like the new villain of baseball. Cough, Keith. Hi, how you doing? But uh, <laughs> I don't know you, but hey. He's the one that's our co-host. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know you, but hey. But he ended up saying, like, Francisco Lindor is the villain of baseball now, and then you add on the fact of Michael Conforto but doing I this. I disagree with that. I, I, now, I, see, I wish he was here. Because, I, like, I don't want to debate a guy that, that can't debate. Right. That's how not is, here to do right here. How, how is Frankie the villain of baseball? I think he's more of the villain of baseball just in our eyes in Cleveland, sure, Ohio. Absolutely. And plus, and plus the shit he's been talking like, oh, they were, you know, basically saying the city of Cleveland was too ignorant enough to want to learn my full name and call me Francisco, so they call me Frankie. Okay. It's a nickname. Right, it's a nickname and your ass was sure as hell out there during Dollar Dollar Dog Night smiling and everything like that when we were calling you Frankie and the kids and grown men are calling you Frankie like it's a nickname we know you're Francisco Lindor we're just... talking about a guy that wanted to be called Mr. Smile it was on the back of his jersey yeah. for players weekend exactly it, it's... and he wants to bitch about being called Frankie it's a, I think it's the, my ass it's the fact that I think only Cleveland were looking at him as the villain because it's like we know you were our guy, you were our damn good guy and you left us for a bigger market that we know can be better but he didn't leave he just got traded which because he, meant, he, knew, he he mentally checked out, so well, I would want to trade you, the too. The moment that he came up from Akron, I think he, he jumped straight from Akron. No, no, he was in Columbus for like a few weeks. Not for long, though. Well, regardless, the moment he came up from the minors, you knew he wasn't going to be here for 10, 15 years. Yeah, like he wasn't going to be that. a lifelong Indian. It, it's it's CC Sabathia, Cliff Lee all over again. So I just don't see how you could label the guy a villain. I wish you nothing but the worst, though. <laughs> Damn, that was smooth criminal, Michael Jackson. But, like, the thing is, though, is that, like, you have Conforto doing the same thing. And, like, I'm not comparing this to the whole entire Houston Astros situation, but it's, like, again, you're cheating and taking that extra step in the game or that unwritten rule, but there's so many unwritten rules now that are being broken. Like That's you right. have That's, Baseball just needs to redo everything. And like like we're we not were saying, with Rob Manfred. Like we were saying during the break in the Atlantic League, you have MLB rule changes now. You have them extending the mount and a foot and six inches, and you have a okay. double hook in which you have your starter once they end up getting pulled from the game, your designated hitters pulled too. And does that mean is the pitcher hitting? Is that just an out? Or is there only eight guys in the lineup? Right, exactly. What what is like obviously this I is the purpose of all of it. And I, I don't they're doing all this test run stuff in the minors. What, I, what what doesn't make sense to me is like if it's you said it was to get pitchers to go deeper into games. Right. But what I don't understand is no matter how you do it, there's still 27 outs in a baseball game. Yeah. So I don't understand the. I need to read about it. I don't understand how it it lengthens your starting pitching. Like the looking back on that specific ESPN article or MLB article, sorry, they and it. Sorry, it was ESPN, and it keeps on, you know, technology. But you ended up saying that for the double hook rule, um, Riggs, fill, fill the timer really quick. Yeah, I was like, still listening to you. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is getting interesting. Um, what I also like... Found it. Okay. <laughs> fill the time, got it. 
All right, so the Atlantic League in which this is all being implemented is you have a team losing the designated hitter when it removes its starting pitcher. DH. It'll be in effect the entire season, which starts May 27th entire for, season. Oh, the rule for the Atlantic yeah. League. Okay. The goal yeah. is to see starters pitch longer into games, creating more value for them and increasing late-game strategy. Okay, so what you're trying to do is force a starting pitcher to throw more pitches because then you lose your – how fucking dumb. And then you end up having Tommy John surgery yeah. and your arms wear and tear throughout it. Yeah. Now, do you think this is the league wanting to excite the game and bring younger viewers in and I shit? I think it's, it's them wanting to shorten the game, which I've never seen an issue. I, I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. Because, the, because I feel like they want to shorten the game because people like to look at 10-second Snapchat yeah, or 10 top videos. Because people of Nats now. Exactly. Cleveland Nats. No, please, no. <laughs> that would have been a good get a ring topic. <laughs> the name? Yeah. There you go. Maybe Stephen Harback. Well, ne- well, he told us last week on the show because there was the Mississippi uh, Toledo Mud Hens. Yeah. Because the, the, the farm systems used to share the same names back then. He'll probably elaborate on that when he gets back in at the miscellaneous segment at the very end. He's probably on the highway smoking a cigarette being upset. Yeah, Begging for change. <laughs> Keith wouldn't pay him. <laughs> it all makes sense now. So, is there anything else you guys want to hit on for the whole Terry Conforto situation and leaning in on pitch? Because the next topic, I really enjoy the next no, topic. It's, it's a bitch move. It just pisses me off. I, it's, it's such a. There's no flopping in baseball. There is now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like it's. It's even like it's Brandon Geyer, but Brandon Geyer times ten. Like he attracted balls, but instead, like this is Brandon like, Geyer knew how to get hit with. Making it look like he was trying to get out of the way, Conforto blatantly leaned into a pitch. Right, that's some, that's something difference. that you see from like grade school or like not even like I don't want to say grade school, probably like high school that you end up maybe getting away with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely like a wreck baseball. But next topic though, and this one I honestly love the idea of this because Ichiro, former baseball player, Japanese great <coughs> Ichiro. Ended up saying to Edwin Rios, which I believe is on the Dodgers this year. Yeah. <coughs> the exact quote that was said was that he, like, the summary was the fact that he wanted to get the ring from Edwin Rios since he won the ring and Ichiro's around for so long and never got to win that ring. So he ended up pretty much saying that I played for so long and I never won a ring. Please give me your ring <laughs> to a Dodgers player. Obviously, people are going to end up taking the approach of, Oh, well, he's been around for this much, and his career has taken that much of a downward spiral that he has to beg for a ring now from a Dodgers player, which isn't even the truth at all. This is just all kind heart because Ichiro's been around forever. I'm sure this kid knows that who Ichiro is. You don't have to be a baseball fan to know who Ichiro is. Right. I just think of, like, the Seattle Mariners, for one, like, when I think of yeah, but uh, what you just said kind of goes into another topic that we were going to talk about. With A-Rod? Yeah, you don't have to be a baseball fan to know who he is. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, yeah, that goes right into the next topic then, too. But before we end up getting into that, though, like... Maybe he was just busting his balls, like, hey, you know, like, give me that ring. Like, I've been here longer than you have. Like, I think it was just all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Right. It, to me, I was confused when I seen it. I was like, what the fuck is Ichiro doing at a Dodgers game? Yeah, like off the like off the bat, like yeah. I, that does make sense just because he's out of the league and like well not out of the league he's coaching somewhere. Probably. And he got in like full uniform to do that. Did he Did really? You see the video? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was in full uniform yeah. to get the ring from this Hat dude. And all. Oh, man, that that that's even more funny than it yeah, actually oh, is. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no reason for it. And then also too, if you want to take a step further, what are your guys' thoughts before we get into the whole entire A Rod buying? <laughs> A basketball team and a certain player saying something ridiculous about A Rod. 
But overall, though, what are your thoughts on Clayton Kershaw? Like, they, they finally got their ring from last year. He's been in the spot three or four times, maybe five, and he finally got to win his ring. Was that just the case of they ended up making a super team finally? They had the Dodgers win. Was it the advantage of a shortened season, or is it just well-deserved overall? I would probably say maybe well-deserved over. May, 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 I don't know, because back in, I think, 13 or 14, whenever the Red Sox had played the, the Dodgers in that one World Series, I wanted the Dodgers to win that World Series, and I felt like, well, maybe the Dodgers window might be closing pretty soon, and they won't see one in this lifetime, in this generation. And I would say it's a job well done. That, that's, that's how I'm going to look at that situation with the Dodgers. The job well done. Tommy Lasorda is very fucking proud. I think everything just played into their favor. The, the shortened season. The fact that they had a team that they were competing yeah. against in the World Series with a yeah. $10 payroll. Yeah. And, and I mean, you you take what they had and add Mookie Betts. Yeah, Mookie Betts has been unreal, I mean, too. But Clayton Kershaw, to me, he's like, he went from just like, he went from being a dumpster fire to like, now he's just a dumpster. And he needs to do it again to prove that he's truly a great. Yeah, I mean, he's I, a regular season pitcher. That's what he's been. Yeah, he's always been great in a regular season. He just hasn't been able to end up getting over that hump the, the until the it came postseason. Yeah, it was he, always he didn't even make it in the World Series often either. It was yeah. always just something that there was always a team stopping him, and then from there he became something. And it took three, four, five times to end up actually getting there. Whether or not there was cheating with the Astros, the Red Sox, whatever. If you're that good of a pitcher, you should still be able to end up managing and then make your legacy that much more better. But when you're the pitcher, you control it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You're the guy that touches the ball every single play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, you end up controlling whatever destination you have, and you have to be heads up and be that leader. And, I mean, that's you and I both know that from softball. you got to have somebody that's vocal overall, and that's why, pe- that's why people don't like you is you're vocal. Um, Gary Matthews says, ha, 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 is that Pat? Unreal. Peyton, say hi to me. Hi, Brandon Andrews. Sup, warning track guy. I mean, yeah, warning track gray. Gary? Gary, wow. <laughs> Gay guy Gary. Gay guy Gray. Gary. Not, I'm not saying Gary. No. What's up, Gary? Yes, it's Pat. <laughs> but I love how you ended up calling Gary Gay. You don't even know. I wasn't trying to call Gary Gay. It was just I got tongue-tied. Sorry, Gary. He has a girlfriend, and he found her on Tinder, so there's hope for you out there. Oh, no, I'm cool. <laughs> But going on to the next topic, though, this goes into the whole entire Ichiro and going into a team or a guy that should be well known in literally life. So you have A Rod that buys the Minnesota Timberwolves and Mark Lowe, that's a billionaire, and this is effective in 2023. But Anthony Edwards, who got drafted by the Timberwolves. What, last year? Yeah, number one overall. And he ended up saying that he didn't like basketball. Like He just plays it like he doesn't watch basketball. I remember that shit. He's that guy. But this time around, he ended up saying that he doesn't know who A-Rod is. This guy, seriously, he doesn't live in a pineapple under a seat. He doesn't live under a rock. He doesn't live on Mars. This guy, seriously, I feel like he's honestly maybe too ignorant for his own reality. Because it's just like saying... You might not watch professional wrestling, but if I say the name Hulk Hogan or Shawn Michaels or... Who? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> For, ah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? 
Who? But you know what I'm saying? Or, oh, I barely watch baseball, or I used to. Babe Ruth, you know who I'm talking about when I say names and iconic figures when it comes to certain things. So, like, I don't know if this guy is just saying this for a media hype or a media buzz, but, dude, come on. Like, but if I tell him a certain Fortnite dance, he might know what that dumb shit is. But... <laughs> Different folks, different strokes. There's actually a very good viewpoint on it. Like, maybe it is just for attention. Yeah, honestly. Because like, what just, better way to get your name in the news than say, what? Well, who the hell's A-Rod? Alicia Lee and Tinder, blo- Tinder Low Blows. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, though, the whole entire thing that, like, you have... Like, your ignorance is literally just there so people end up knowing who you are. Because if you end up flopping as a basketball player, like Kyrie Irving saying that the world's flat... Just because that, that he, his opinion about the world being flat, I don't think that's making him flop as a basketball player. And I'm not trying to sound biased because that is my favorite basketball player and my favorite point guard in the league. Anthony Edwards, dumbass? Anthony Edwards, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. I, I was... Yeah. Multitasking. Yeah, you're not good at it. I know. So, um, like, I don't know. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover just because you don't like the first chapter. When it comes to Kyrie Irving, if he well, thinks the world's be flat, judging a book by the cover, that'd be judging a book by the first chapter. So just because you don't like his opinions, <laughs> he's still good at what he does. Like, but no, I I think that's actually like a great viewpoint. Like maybe this dude is just saying this to get his name out there, and what it, ignorance is like glorified now. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like cool to be stupid, and I hate it. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, sports is a be-all, end-all, anything like that. Like, knowing who A-Rod is, oh, my God, you're a dumbass. No. But, but you should at you least should have an idea. You A-Rod is. Right. right. Like, cause, like, like you and I were talking about off-air with A-Rod, like, you had the steroid scandal. Like, yeah, there's I'm so 25. much there. He's banging J-Lo. Yeah, or yeah. Was, or whatever. Like, I don't even know what he's doing now. Oh, was, uh, which one of them also was banging, uh, Cameron Diaz? That might have been A-Rod. And Tori Wilson. Yep, that was A-Rod. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's there's multiple ways to know this guy outside of baseball. Like, there's literally six degrees of A-Rod. Right. <laughs> like, that's just the... He's well-known, and you end up having money as is. If you if you stumble upon ESPN Baseball, you literally hear his voice. Yeah. I guarantee, yeah. like, if this dude is out here saying, I don't know who A-Rod is, but if you probably look in his damn closet and he has a Yankees hat... Like, yeah. that's ignorance yeah. That's right not saying there. much, though, because, like, LeBron has a Yankees hat, too, and he doesn't even know what fan he is each day. But he knows who, who A-Rod is, though. Yeah, it's whoever's winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah LeBron knows who A-Rod is. Like, that's like... Th- Anthony Edwards saying that I don't know who A-Rod is or who's that is uh, the equivalent of saying I don't know who LeBron James is. And they... I don't even know if it's the equivalent, but it should be up there in the same category. Very close. Yeah, like, you, you know the guy because... He's somebody, again, young career. You ended up starting out young. You ended up having one team. You ended up leaving that team. You ended up getting paid. You ended up not going back to that and team. And he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, he was a like, great defensive. Takes, he didn't takes, need steroids. Right, take steroids out of it. A-Rod is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy was ridiculously good. But, again, though, like, does... Does A-Rod, and this is always a question that ends up getting brought up, but does A-Rod end up having a chance at being in the Hall of Fame because of steroids? Or is there a steroid wing that you have to create? Yeah, see, that's why I don't know if... I I heard the conversation somewhere before. It might have been on... on Probably. Because that's something I always say. something to get guys like A-Rod. And I don't... David Ortiz, hey, he had a scandal. Is he going to end up in the Hall of Fame? He needs to be in... Who else? Roger Clemens. 
Kurt about Schilling. Like, Kurt, well, Kurt Schilling has nothing to do with steroids. That's all about political views. What about Conseco? Ah, he had a ball hit yeah. him in the outfield. <laughs> that was in Cleveland. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that. It, it's always funny seeing that Doink. like that clip. Like literally, like you got a ball hit oh. off your head, yeah. and that was a home run. Yeah, that's great. I don't think you put him in the Hall of Fame just because like your your brain literally showed that you're not capable of doing that. No, I didn't know if he was on steroids or not. I just he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Palmero, Canseco, uh, McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Sosa. You Sammy Sosa, like, he got really, 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 like, he's Michael Jackson now. Have you he's seen like him pink. now? Like, yeah. Yeah. Shit, I didn't even you notice. You haven't yeah. seen him? No. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, dude. Hold like, on. I wish there was a way for you to flash a picture up on the camera. If, if our producer was over there, yeah. He's like, hi, don't be afraid. Like, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Hold on. Like, he's not black or white, he's pink. Damn. Right. He really is. Yeah. Does he have the same thing as Michael Jackson? And like, no offense at all, but like, does he have the he, same he, thing? He did the the skin lightning, the dye, pigmentation. Whatever. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, that's not the Sammy Sosa I remember with a big thing of chew in his face. <coughs> right. If he was walking his door right now, you'd probably think, "What the hell?" Yeah. Like, who like, are he you? He was the guy like after nine eleven that hopped around the stadium, around the yeah, the, well, uh, he ran with the flag. With yep. flag. It's like. What happened, man? Wow, that that blows my mind. Like looking back at it, that blows my I mind. I think Stephen R. Smith should do that. Let's <laughs> get complexion. Yeah. yeah. He Honestly, he said he was ridiculous. Uh, make sure you give Stephen R. Smith a call here soon, and end up finding out if that's something he's interested in. But going on to the next topic, then. So this was something about probably a week ago, and this topic was actually relevant and made a little bit more sense. But now that gaps. I don't even want to say has been filled, but at least it's been temporarily filled. But the Indians needed an outfielder. Oh, my God. They got rid of an outfielder in Tyler Naquin, and he had five home runs and 21 at-bats as of last Saturday. Obviously, that's changed, but how about the fact Tyler Naquin... It's like 5 and 41 now or something like that. That could very well but be true. When I was when you sent me the, the rundown about what we were going to be talking about, tip-off, whatever this is called, I'm new. <laughs> I wrote down here, Tyler Naquin would be the Indians' best outfielder right now. <laughs> now, was that before, like, today you wrote that down? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Who's better? So, right now. Take everything into account. He's batting, like, 290. Five home runs and 31 at-bats, and he's batting 290 in nine games. I mean, honestly, though, I, I hate the fact that this happened because he's playing with the Reds, and that's literally, like, Three hours down south. Yeah, it's right down 71. So you end up having this potential. You end up having Eddie Rosario that I'm not disappointed in. You have, I don't know who's in right anymore. Like Naylor. Naylor, yeah. And then center field Josh keeps on switching with Ben Gamble, Jordan Luplo, and then you end up Hasn't having Rosario, been out Rosario yeah. too. But that's been hesitant on, and you're switching at him at shortstop with Jimenez. And it's just, it's a dumpster fire when it comes to the outfield. It's kind of like last year when you had eight outfielders. I, I actually think right field's okay. Yeah, I like I Naylor think, yeah. out there. Yeah. But who did we say was in the left? Oh, Rosario's fine, Rosario, too. yeah. But, you, like, center field, and that's, like, the mainstay. Like, that's where your best defender needs to be. Right. We ain't got one. No, like, honestly, like, Naquin would have been perfect but again, though you can't like you can't plan this shit ahead of time. Like no, nobody like you ended up taking this risk, and chances are he ends up finishing maybe what end of the year I mean, probably twenty like, home runs. Right, and he might hit like two seventy. He's not he's not going to hit three hundred all year. No, absolutely he's not. not. He's not going to hit thirty five plus home runs. He's not going to drive in eighty five plus runs. But he's going to be a consistent bat. 
He's got a gun in the outfield, and he's okay defense. He takes some poor routes to ball sometimes if you watch. Do him, you think the Cleveland, we talked about twenty sixteen too? Holy yeah. shit! Do you think the Cleveland Indians can improve center, uh, the center field position yeah, by I the end of the season? Yeah, sure. Bring up Daniel Jet Johnson. Yeah, honestly, I yeah. think like you end up. You got to you got to see what's there. Whatever you end up having wise right now with the Indians, like right field, Naylor's probably not finishing the season in right field. He's probably going to end up being at first. Yep. Yeah. You could have Nolan Jones in right field, maybe. Maybe that's an idea because you taught Yu Chang first base oh, in do you know how three old he weeks. Is, top of your head. Nolan Jones? Yeah. I want to say Tristan McKenzie's like 24, so I think they're like 23 or 24 okay. both. Because he's got to be right on the cusp of, of being called up. Yeah, like it, it's he's expected any time yeah. now, pretty much. Well, Miners started late this year. He's 22. He's way younger than oh, I thought. So they're, he not, is. they're not. They're not starting till till May, right? Yeah, the that's Niners? that's when the new rules are implied yeah. too. When you end up switching whatever. So I, I think you're going to see Nolan Jones before the end of the season. There was, I, I forget where I heard it, but they were talking about trading Jose Ramirez because of his contract. You could get. You could pretty much name your price for Jose Ramirez. The yeah. contract and and the way what he, he brings to the table. Is. I would be pissed off if they did it. Oh yeah, most definitely. But, most but there definitely. was talk about doing that. Nolan Jones, his his primary spot is third base. Right, and that's that's why they're trying to move everybody around is just to make sure that up, everybody fits. Bring up, I, I but to answer your question, you asked me, do I think the Indians will resolve that issue? If they do, it's going to be from within. I, I don't see them going externally and finding and, and being buyers at the deadline. And there's nobody to even buy too, because like usually when you end up being a buyer, well there might be, but you want to have deadline. somebody at the end of the like at end of their contract so you don't end up being stuck with it. Like right now at center no, fielder, you could even trade for a guy that maybe he only hits two thirty, no power, but he's yeah. a stud defensively. So yeah, in the end you're looking. That's at like it. when the Indians brought in. I mean, it's he didn't bring him in, but Johnny Damon. <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a move like that. Mr. Itchy Foot. Like, I don't yeah. know. When I looked at him at bat, it was just all I noticed was his foot just keeps moving. I'm like, dude. He he was nice literally <laughs> He was literally a dude with ants in his pants for, like, any at bat. Like, but there mm. might be a move. Out, but I would like to see Daniel Jet Johnson get called up. I would like to see Nolan Jones. Bobby Bradley, they just need to cut him. So, honestly, though, that goes right to the next topic because fans were tweeting. Do you like that? that yeah, exactly. He knows what he's doing at times. A little bit. <laughs> But with fans were tweeting that the team should get rid of Jake Bowers, Ben Gamble, and Jordan Luplo and replace him with Bobby Bradley, who Pat said should get cut, Daniel Johnson, and Nolan Jones. Right now, that makes sense because you have Bradley at first, then you have Johnson in center, and then you could figure out Jones in right field, maybe. But, but at the same time, to... though, you have Naylor that's just kind of stuck there, and he's not going to play center field. Yeah, and your DH is taken up. Right, You're exactly. never not going to have Fran Mill DH. Yeah, Fran Mill's... Literally a semi. But I just, I don't know. So, like, if the Indians front office gave you the green light to say, would accept this or decline it, would you? Like, like swap them pretty much? Yeah. I'd do it because I'm a big fan of Bobby Bradley, just because. Look his stats up. He had, like, eight hits and 40 at-bats. The thing is, if you look at the time in the major leagues, there's been so many times when you end up having Jesus Aguilar, Yandy Diaz. When you end up getting everyday reps, it's completely different. He had two weeks to yeah, prove sure. himself. Yeah, sure. Yandy and Aguilar went and did something. Yeah, so did Giovanni Urshel and pulled it out of his ass four yeah, years that's later. Nuts. Yeah. Four years later. But the thing is, is that Bobby Bradley had his time to prove himself for two weeks, hit one tank, and that was it. And then you have Daniel Johnson do the same thing, but you're not calling for his head, though, because he got his opportunity for a week, but it was in a 60-game season, but he also wasn't playing every day. Same thing Bobby Bradley wasn't doing. I'm okay with giving the guy a look, 
But how long can you stick with a guy that's hitting 190 well, at no power mm. Bobby at first Bra- base? Bobby Bradley, I would end up giving a month because you end up having that a option. Month but Jake Bowers, Jake Bowers is getting a month there, too, because once he gets option, hey, he's done. You're right. Jake Bowers, I would trade Bobby Bradley for Jake Bowers right now. Yeah, like that. That's, so that one-on-one if, trade. If that's my option, yeah. But I don't want to see Luplo go anywhere. I think he's, Luplo, he's a piece that helps the team. Yeah, honestly, and it's crazy, too, because Keith, our co-host, ends up hating Luplo so much. Yeah, he but thinks like, we should just drop him off on a bus somewhere. And never get him again. He's a great utility outfielder. He's a, he's a great platoon guy. Yeah, like, honestly, he like he smashes lefties, so I can't yeah. be mad about that. But if he ended up playing the same way that he did earlier on in the year, I'm not going to be too thrilled about it. But he ended up coming around later on that week against Kansas City and then later on yeah. against Detroit. So well, it's Detroit. I mean, you can't. But at the same time, though, we lost two out of that. three against Detroit, though. That's the scary part. But and didn't we sweep them? Yeah, we ended up going two out of three. We lost, and then ended up sweeping them the next time we faced them without Miguel Cabrera, which I don't even know if that matters or not anymore. I don't even. Yeah, How he's, about a he's bad contract. There's so many bad contracts too. Like Mark Teixeira was one of them. Albert Pujols has one. Giovanni or uh, Giancarlo Stanton. That was a. Uh, I think Giancarlo. Yeah, but. Mike, I'm going to call him Mike. Mike that, Trout? That used to be his name, Mike Stanton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, In Miami. That's a that's a better contract than Miggy. Yeah, that is. Like, that, that was a conversation I had with somebody. Who would you rather have, Miguel Cabrera or Albert Pujols? Today, with their contracts, who are you taking? I'll take Pujols. That is the same thing. Just because he's able to produce. Yep. He's always able to been yep. able to produce, and like he doesn't feel like he's stuck in a contract. He actually feels like... I think he wants to play. I think Miggy just wants money. Yeah, and I mean, right now... I don't now, blame we, him. If I get paid $30 million to just go out there and play a kid's game, I'm doing it. Right, and you're... you're to 30, play a child's game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like $30 million to end up sitting and just swinging two or else playing first base. Like, he has that option. Like yeah. he's had that option. Like that's the same. That's what Pujols is doing right now. Is he's barely even playing. But, they, but I'm pretty sure Miguel Cabrera said he wanted to play like three or four days a week. Like, and but then like he good. ends up getting hurt, and then after this, what ends up happening from there? Is he down to one day a week and getting paid? Like Mark Teixeira ended up having a huge contract, and then yeah. playing like three years, and that was it. He was done. Like all guaranteed money too. That's we then, need to sign one of those. You need to sign somebody Not like Shane argue. Bieber or Jose Ramirez early now and get them ahead of time before they end up well, doing anything. Well, that's, what the, front office. that's what the Indians are trying to do with Bieber right now. Yeah, was, Bieber said he wanted to sign, which is what Bieber has to say, whether he actually genuinely means it or not. But he's saying the same shit that Francisco Lindor did. I don't want to worry about it when the season's here, blah, blah, blah. And the Mets got lucky. Yeah, and the Mets got lucky, and they signed him a day before the season started. So you can't even be upset about that. The Mets didn't get lucky. The Mets knew they had to give him his money. Well, yeah, or or else he's going to be gone. That's just the way, like, and again, that's a New York. It's in a New York market. You don't think that all of them, and it's part of my language, but you don't think everybody in New York is sucking off Francisco Lindor? Sure. That's just like that's that's New York. That is the way it is. It's the wrong side of New York, but he's the one that could make New York Mets relevant. And you also you could go into the topic of Jacob Degrom. That ends up he ended up doing something Shane Bieber did. This isn't even a topic on the script. As I see you scrolling, his name is actually. Is he really? <laughs> I, I made the script and I didn't even catch on to that. That's pretty great. You said who's the best starting pitcher in baseball. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the best starting pitchers, probably, but he doesn't get run support from anybody. Did he ends you, up getting screwed by the Mets. I wish I in, It was like in 185 games, 87 of those games he's allowed one run or less. Yep. 
And like That's nuts. I, I saw the same picture. I know exactly what you're talking about. And like the thing is, is that you don't get any run support, and now you have guys like Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor. You don't have any excuses to not score. You have a good one through Especially four. Especially when you got guys that can just lean into the ball and score your runs. Right, exactly. So you're only as good as your supporting cast in that situation, right? Sure. But, I mean... I think that's why, back to what we were talking about, Clayton Kershaw, why he got all his hate. He had run support. Yeah. He had shit behind him. But it's just come playoff time, he yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. He always choked and never made it through. He was never successful in that aspect. But, I mean, that goes into the next topic before we end up taking a break. Right now in baseball, who is the best ace? Pat, I mean, you kind of leaned right into it. Pun intended, I guess. But who's your thoughts on the best baseball ace right I won? now? Well, I, I mean... If, if bases are loaded and it's the ninth inning, yeah, I, absolutely. It's, it's hard for a Cleveland Indians fan to sit here and not say Bieber. Right. That, that, Bieber, I'm a homer. That's why I'm in Bieber my head with the... Bieber is so special. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous. That was... Yeah. DeGrom is the best starting pitcher in baseball. I'm going with Biebs. I'm it's, too much of a homer. It's hard for me to, to sit here and not... Okay, so who's the best? Not who do you want. Right. That's that. Well, I haven't to, seen it. Well, we'll see. Now, this that's also me being biased because I really haven't paid attention to other outside markets besides ours yeah, when I watch games. Like, oh, here's a clip I, from these guys. No, screw off. What are my tribe doing? Or I'm gonna listen to Bruce Drennan for a second. Yeah, you're an idiot. I love you, Cleveland. Right. <laughs> you're an idiot and you don't know baseball. But so. I, I don't know. It, it's very hard if you're an Indians fan to sit here and not take Bieber because, like I said, he is just special. So, according to, let's see, ESPN Plus, they had rankings of the MLB aces. You had Jake DeGrom at one. From 2018 to 2020, his average ERA is 2.10. Nuts. At 32 years old. Got Garrett Cole, same thing, that same span, 2.71. I, I, I just don't buy Garrett. Garrett, Cole's Garrett not Cole is not successful either. in anywhere yeah. but Houston. Yeah. You had to cut your hair, and you ended up getting rid of whatever shampoo, conditioner. He knew what it was. Oh, yeah, that's the oh, garbage. Curveball. Yeah. Curve but then you have Shane Bieber that's at a 3.22 ERA, 25 years old. Right now the youngest one on the list. That's crazy. He's only 25. He's, a, he's literally me in a week. If you look at the Indians pitching staff, top to bottom, the age. It's ridiculous. It's nuts. They have an average and age of like 23 and a half. those guys. Like Zach Plesak, well, no, Shane Bieber, and Savali were all in the same draft class. They didn't draft Logan Allen. Yeah, that was in a trade. Yeah. But it's ridiculous that you have so many talented pitchers and they're only developing more and more. Like you have Cal Quantra that came up big against the White Sox on Monday yeah. and he's a starter, but he was in the bullpen. But the fourth one is Walker Bueller from the Dodgers, 2.91. Then to round out the top eight is Steven Strasburg, 3.51. And Strasburg is somebody that was in the same... Like, same sentence as Bryce Harper at one point, and now he's just kind of fell off a well, lot. they both came up, like, close to each other. Yeah, they were literally hand-in-hand hand just about and played with the same organization, same team. The, the Strasburg first start, I believe, was supposed to be in Cleveland. It was a, it was on a Sunday, and I was going to go, and I, it got rained out or something. Yep, I think I remember that. And then also, who's a, you had Strasburg, and there was also another pitcher from the Nationals, too, that were all, like, they were both coming up at the same time. Oh, shit. I know what Don't remember that about. picture. He must have not been as good as Steven Strasburg. We can't think of his name. Maybe he's as good as Steven R, though. But, <laughs> but anyways, though, 
It's about time to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to end up talking Cleveland Indians as they're down shit, four to nothing to the White Sox as Come Mercedes. On, four more runs. He's just in it for the bets. But uh, you got Mercedes hitting a three-run homer, and the Sox are up four to nothing in the bottom of the fourth with, I think, Plesak on the hill too. Yeah. But that's not going to change the opinion of the Indians. When we get back, we'll give you our opinion and the review of week two of the Cleveland Indians. Also, we're going to end up talking about the NBA. You got LeBron James being out for the season, but the Lakers still have out a chance. Well, out for with out with an ankle injury. Thank you for catching me on that. I, no, I was making sure there wasn't news that I missed about <laughs> him being out for the season. I got you. Like, I wasn't trying to catch you like and make you seem like a dumbass. I was. Be, I just really didn't know. No, no, it's just the ankle injury. But a lot of people are saying that the Lakers still after. Ju- after Jamal, Jamal Murray's Jamal injury, Jamal Murray's out for the season. Yeah, after the injury, That's for sure. the Lakers are like a lot of people are saying the Lakers easily clinched the West. Also, are the really? Cavs? Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. Also, the Cavs should they end up worrying about the lottery or a play-in game? Mark Cuban being upset over a rule, surprisingly. Then that bit him back in the ass that he voted for. Yeah. And then Ben Simmons saying that a certain NBA player should be a defensive player of the year. That is not on his team. So when we get back on the Wheelix Sports Podcast, we'll end up talking NBA, probably some NFL, all intertwined together because Stephen R. ended up making a phone call or a text message to you, you said, and nah, he's he coming didn't on right it. Now. What? He didn't right now. You're hearing shit. <laughs> so do you want to end up manscaping really quick? I always manscape. Shave your balls. All right, we'll be back on the We Like Sports Podcast. Don't go anywhere. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast. One, you know, right now I'm going to introduce our guest first. This is Pat. First time guest on the show. We hope he co- uh, continues to come back with us on the show on the We Like Sports Podcast. Right here is Peyton Vince. You, got, you guys know who he is. And myself, Riggs. I win different order this time because I always go first. There's my phone. <laughs> Adding lib. Why are you holding that water like it's holy? Because... Did you see Stephen R. by any chance having <laughs> looking like he came out of a church service? Kind of way, like they crossed paths. Yeah, he bumped in his shoulder. I don't know if he passed him some holy water. He, I mean, <laughs> he probably did. I mean, I, this thing is a property of PS two eight four twenty. That's the school Stephen R. Smith went to. And also, too, you got really excited because you said four twenty is coming up soon, didn't you? Next week, yes. <laughs> what is that? It's a holiday where people like to cut their grass all at the same time. <laughs> weed wag. Pull weeds. Mine needs done if you want to come over. He lives in Berea. I can roll up some mulch. <laughs> <laughs> I could roll up with some mulch. There you go. That's a better one. 
Uh, but anyways, as we're talking about week two of Cleveland Indians ba- baseball, I almost Bad. said basketball. Basketball? Basketball. Classic. Great movie. I've never seen it. I'm oh, a terrible, I'm a terrible person. It. But we're talking about week two of the Indian season, which after last week you had them lose two out of three to the Tigers. You had them split with the Royals, and then they end up sweeping the Tigers again from our last show. And then you end up having them split one and one with the White Sox as of right now. It's looking like it's going to be two to one and an afternoon game tomorrow. But you're kind of seeing to see this lineup actually warm up. You had Jimenez end up hitting a home run and then get bumped to leadoff. After that, you had Rosario playing in his first couple games at center field finally. You had pitching dominant. You had Shane Bieber going nine innings and almost get a no decision, but instead the Indians scored in the tenth inning. Yeah. Guys, what are your thoughts after two weeks in? Obviously, after the first week, it was a little bit nervous. You still have to have everything clicking. But honestly, before we end up going into that, I do want to say that I saw this one statistic from the local weatherman. I love introducing him. as No. (laughs) He's no longer with us. I know. He loves Dick. He could tweet from heaven. Like, if heaven's real, Dick Goddard went to heaven. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like got like, just, he's got all the animals yeah. near him. Like he's Tiger yep. King. Yep. <laughs> he's ti- <laughs> Jesus Christ, the heavenly one. But no Carol Baskins around. But Brian Shaw ended up tweeting out, and Brian Shaw, the weatherman, the first ten games under Terry Francona since 2013, they went five and five, five and five. Four and six in 2015, five and five in 2016, four and six in 2017, five and five, seven and three in 2019, five and five last year, and this year six and four. So, obviously, it's not the most perfect record to start off with, but in 2016 they went five and five, and they're a game ahead right now with the record after ten games. But again, though, the question was, what are your thoughts two weeks into the Cleveland Indians season, guys? I mean, I like. I mean, I think this two weeks is a lot better than what they can. That a team can screw up in two months. Like I like what you said. A month that you know depends on how bad you play. That can ruin an entire damn season. And in baseball, 162 games. Like that's a lot of games to cover if you have a bad month. And I can only imagine a bad two months. So I'm not going to say that it's mediocre. I'm enjoying what I can watch of these two weeks of the tribe. And to me, honestly, it's not that bad. We've seen worse. And what what he said is what scares me. Bringing Bradley up, bringing Jet up, mm-hmm. is you can never in baseball win the division, punch your ticket to the playoffs in April or May, but you can eliminate yourself. Yep, honestly, if you end up having that losing streak, you saw it last year. I forgot who was off to a super slow start, but they knocked themselves out of contention in a sixty game yeah, season. Yeah, sixty game season, you're screwed. That's just, the Nationals. Yep, the, exactly. The, the team that won the World Series the year before. And that's just the way baseball works, too. You have to end up figuring out whatever fits, and you have to end up making brash decisions early on because, like you said, you could take yourself out of it. But at the same time, though, you're figuring out what makes sense. Eddie, or Eddie Rosario. I mean, Rosario didn't make sense in center field in Detroit, and Francona didn't want to yeah. put him out there. So, again, though, like how much of that is that overreacting from the fans? Like Terry Francona hit it spot on. He said that fans overreact. That's why I'm not putting Rosario in the lineup. And here we are now, and they're sitting at six and four. Possibly after today, scores what six to nothing or yeah. something stupid. Oof. But you're looking at six and five then. But it's still better than you thought about when you had Bieber end up getting the loss on opening day to the Tigers. 
or the no decision, whatever it was. You still didn't have a win against the Tigers. But gave up three in the first. Maybe, yeah, then they didn't score until yeah. Perez hit two. Yeah, in the ninth. Which again, though, like a lot of people mentioned on like fan sided on the, I don't even the website fan side. I don't even know what else to call it. But you end up having them saying that maybe Roberto Perez is that uh, that extra player that you need somebody to come through, like Jose Ramirez was in 2016. Yeah, sure. Is he that guy this year? Is that somebody that's healthy that could actually well, make? I stuff? hope not. Jan Gomes could be that guy because, like, he needs to impress me. I mean, <sighs> why? Why do you call him not Jan Gomes? Because he's not Jan Gomes. Like when Jan he's Gomes, he's better defensively. He's Ooh. a big Jan Gomes guy. I'm a big Jan Gomes Roberto guy. Roberto Perez is for sure bigger defensively. Better. Bigger. I just, like, I just like that cannon Jan Gomes had behind home plate when someone tried to steal on him. Like, it's just... Well, the Indians stuff. had the best set of catchers in all of baseball when yep. they had Roberto Perez and Jan Gomes. And you ended up having... Now, like, you don't, you don't have a bad combination with Austin Hedges and Roberto yeah, Perez. Yeah, no, it's fine. But at the same time, though, too, it looks like Austin Hedges is going to get majority of his playing time when he has Logan Allen throwing. Yeah. That's just the way those cards end up working. But that's out. how we've always. That's how the Indians have always done it. Like it's Roberto always one Perez catcher always that, caught Trevor Bauer. Yep, exactly. And then, who else? There was always a specific catcher, I think, for Corey Kluber too. Yeah, and like I you know. also. <laughs> <laughs> but you also had. I want to say Paul Bird always had Kelly Shopik. If you want to date yourself way My back to two thousand seven, Shopik. What a name! <laughs> he was a classic. He was great defensively, though, a, in my eyes as a kid. If I'm a pitcher, I would like, you know, a catcher out there that I can trust. Sure. You, you want know what to, I'm saying? Yeah, right. You know, like, That's what you want. And I like that also. It's kind of like with you got the one-two combo in basketball. You got the point guard and you got the center or whatever position. And then you got the quarterback and you got the receiver. And you got the quarterback and the running back. So I do, yeah, that does make sense with the one-two. Like, hey, I'm the ace. I know if I bring the heat in this motherfucker's glove, he's not going to say, ouch. He, he knows. It's like a marriage. Like, it's, I know your hand signals before you even give them to me. I don't think any of us know what marriage is like. How about, oh, this, no. how about this hand signal? <laughs> what? That means fastball. But I think the pitcher-catcher the pitcher chemistry is huge. Yeah, that's always, and, that's always important. And I never yeah. get upset when you end up having a specific and, catcher for that right, pitcher. And, but in, even if you have a catcher that's good defensively, that... Well, no, I'm. <laughs> it's what I do. That, uh, that that has that communication, and, and I don't even know if Roberto Perez speaks great English, but he finds a way to communicate with the pitching staff. Yeah, and every one of the pitchers trust him. And that's something that. And it doesn't matter if that catcher only hits two twenty with thirteen home runs and and forty eight RBI. It doesn't matter because he's saving you runs. Like the the defensive side is just as important as the offensive side. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is too is that. Roberto Perez probably wouldn't even be with the team still if 2016 never happened. You no, had him come through. You had him have an extended contract until, I think, 2022. That's when they yep. ended up signing him at the time. And then you end up having him stick around. And now you're kind of not looking at him on the way out just because you kind of extend him and he's not going to be super expensive. But you're also going to look at Austin Hedges and be like, all right, if you could fill this void and actually end up being the same defensive catcher, this, that, the other thing, you're going to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, who would have thought that the Cavs are up against the Bobcat, the Bobcats, the Hornets? Wow, Charlotte <laughs> Bobcats. All right, Gerald Wallace, seventy-five to sixty-six. Gerald Wallace. Mm-hmm. He was good. For mm-hmm. me. I thought that was he Crazy was Bone. Crazy <laughs> Bone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like Crazy Bone. Oh man! But overall, with the Hornets aren't good. No, they're not good. They but lost they lost Lamelo. 
That is true. And they still have Rozier, though, too. So Scary not, Terry. Scary Terry. Tom Rozier. and Jerry. <clears throat> Whatever nicknames that you came is up Rozier, with. Isn't Terry Rozier from, like, Ohio? He's from Ohio, he's, right? He's from uh, Shaker Heights. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. But with two weeks into the season, obviously you don't want to panic. What are your guys' thoughts after seeing a rough first week to start off and now seeing them where they're at oh, this week, a sweep from the Tigers and competing with the White Sox and in first place? I think if you look at the standings for the American League Central, it's going to be like that the entire way. I'm not talking about positioning. I'm talking about Just where close. they're all bunched up into games. I don't see any team running away with this division. And the thing is, though, is that like a lot of people had so much hype behind like the White, the White Sox. You I had them against the they Twins. They don't have the pitching. No, not at all. You have Giolito, and that's about it. They they don't have the pitching. the 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 Royals put together a nice lineup. Yeah, and they, they don't have, have the pitching. You have Benintendi, and obviously you saw what happened when you ended up splitting with them. Like yeah. you, a lot of people like again. Shout out to Troy from the radio station at fourteen fifty AM WLC. Oh, Ghana. But he ended up saying that he would end up taking the Royals offensively compared to the Indians. Like he ended up ranking the Indians in front of the Tigers with their offense. I hope so. But that was it, though. Everybody else was in front of the Indians. The Royals, the White Sox, the Twins. If you're looking at paper, he's probably not wrong. But you end up having Kansas City. You have to end up... Offense usually tries to transition into end up turning into a win. You can't win if you can't score. You have to have good pitching, too. But if you don't have good pitching, you're looking at the Royals' bullpen web back at, like, 2014. You have Holland. You have Wade Davis. Like, you're having all these classic names that aren't even relevant anymore. The Indians brought in Brian Shaw, and that's about the only old-school name that they have. Yeah, that pisses Keith off, right, Brian Shaw? Sure, it pisses, off, pisses them off somehow, whether but, or not. <laughs> I mean, six, six and four through ten. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't beat it, especially. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest panic that a lot of people have that is that six. you remember the 20, what, what year was it, 2014 when they ended up having a 19-7 April and then they turned yeah. into doing nothing. And people expect that, I feel like, and well, that's the, not going to happen every single year. You're not going to go right. 19-7. And the, the one year under wedge. They started like thirty and fifteen. Yep. And then they shit the bed and didn't make the playoffs. And that, that goes also, back to what I told you: you cannot make the playoffs in May or June or April or May. Yeah, unless you it's can a sixty-game sure season. Knock yourself out. Exactly. But is there anything else we want to hit on for MLB or the Indians, or are we going to end up going to basketball? Please score two more runs. <laughs> so, going on to basketball now. Obviously, this is a question that's going to be very interesting if you're a Cavs fan. Right now, they're on the cusp of playing in the play-in games. Would you rather them worry about the lottery pretty much losing and working on a draft pick, or would you rather have them play the rest of the season, and if they happen to make it to a play-in game, are you playing in the play-in game or taking away your draft pick? Uh, I'd rather... Shit. Now, if we... If we work for the draft pick, like I don't want the I don't want those guys to tank whatsoever. I at least want them to try and play good Cleveland Cavalier basketball, and I want to build for the future for this franchise. And I don't want to pull a Philadelphia 76ers from the last few years. Trust the process. Exactly. I want to trust the process naturally and organically, where you play your ass off and whatever seating that you have. If you make the playoffs, that's where you're at. Or if you don't make the playoffs and you got the 8th or ninth or 10th, 11th, 12th spot in the draft, and you work around that, and you find out what you need to, you know, fix those holes. 
and your 12 to 15 man roster pretty much. I don't I don't want this these guys to tank just so we can build for the future. So like, you're looking to win now. Yeah, hell yeah, we have to. Like that's that's no question. You're going to poison these young guys if you tell them, "Hey guys, we can't win." You, yeah. You can't tell these young kids, "Hey, don't win." No, I don't. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't want them. No, I, I don't. I don't want them to. I'm backing you up. Oh, okay. I'm backing you up. You you cannot go out there and 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 try to lose, even though that's how the Cavs become better. Because the only yeah. way that they're ever going to be relevant again is if they luck up into a LeBron James. Honestly, yeah. Like the thing is too is that like it takes a lot for you and being a fan to be like, hey, you know what? Play as hard as you can, but within that last three minutes, let's just kind of ease off the gas. That's imagine if you end up having a Kevin Porter Jr. again, and you're teaching this kid that's 20 years old, already pretty much a pain in the ass, and you end up having him, hey, you got three minutes left, then just tank and just ease off the ball. Then that next year when they want you to compete, he's doing the same thing. Can you actually get mad at him because that's what you taught no, him to do? That's exactly. what I'm saying. You yeah. cannot put that poison in these young guys' mind. But you don't want to get stuck in NBA purgatory. Like, yeah. what? What did the Atlanta Hawks ever do? Nothing. And ever. they were a, a pretty solid team. They had Vince Carter enough times. I feel like they got him like twice. And, and I mean, the, the one year they had five All-Stars. Yeah, are you talking about the year where LeBron was back and they were and number we one in the them. East? Yeah, yeah, and we still whooped their ass. And even before then, they were always your fourth or fifth mediocre yeah. NBA playoff so that's team. That's what you're looking at. You're looking at being stuck in mediocrity or you somehow tell these guys – all right, guys, we're, we're trying to get a draft pick. We're not trying to play another game. Right. And, and that's, that's a tough spot to be in, but the only way the Cavs will ever be. What, when were the Cavs good prior to LeBron James? Ricky I'm, Williams? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking, like Craig Elo Guy and those shooting days. at his own backboard to get a triple-double? <laughs> that, that's before my time. Darius too. Miles? Ooh, da- wow. Darius Miles. Was Darius Wow. Like, was I was on that actually, team? I, uh, uh, who? Well, Z was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jonas. you got Eric Snow then too. No, Eric Snow came with LeBron. Okay, that's when that's when the Cavs went to uh, the finals. Yeah, because Drew Gooden was on that yeah, team. Yeah, Drew Gooden. And you had Boozer then too. Then no, that time frame, Boozer didn't you? lied to a lied to a blind man. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I I need to know the backstory of this. He lied to a blind man. Gordon Gund, uh-huh. Cavs previous owner, was blind. Then I know and that. And Carlos Boozer shook his hand and said, I'm going to resign with you. And then bolted and went to Utah. Wow. He's a piece of shit. You don't lie to a blind man. Right. Like, he didn't see it coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I broke rigs on that one. That could have been like, he could have been like, hey, shake his hand for me. Hey, I'm, I'm interested in resigning. Yeah, like that's, getting, yeah. literally, like, that's yeah. like if I close the door and, like, Stephen R. Smith comes in and my eyes are closed and he shakes my hand. I thought it was, like, Pat's. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't make sense. Like that's that's just like again, like what's with people wanting to leave Cleveland? You have Francisco Lindor did it. You have Albert Bell that did it. So many people end up screwing you. Jim Tomey even, but that's not talked about because he came yeah, back. Let's not get in that conversation because I hate him. <laughs> oh man, so that sounds like Keith. Not only because I hate him. You know, honestly, just give it time, and I'm sure Pat's gonna end up telling that like Dewine's like Hitler or something of that sort. And I mean, he's not far off. <laughs> <laughs> so. Changing topics, 
Jamal Murray ended up tearing his ACL with mm. 50 seconds left. I seen that footage. I did. Such a good player, too. Have the Lakers with Jamal Murray going down officially clinch the West? The only competition I think they end up having is possibly the Clippers, but that's about it. So you're you're saying that because Jamal Murray got hurt? Yes. Is this your opinion, or is this somebody else's opinion that you read and, and we're talking about? It? This is somebody else's opinion that you agree with. I don't agree with it. I know Jamal Murray is a good player, but I'm also not saying that he makes the whole entire team when you have Jokic, too. Yeah, but there's also other teams. Yeah. The Suns are good. The Suns are always, like, since the last year in their playing games, they ended up being relevant once again, and they proved themselves, and they added Chris Paul, too. Utah's good, but I don't think they can do anything. I, I think Portland could make some noise in the playoffs. You, I mean, they knew, yeah, you, you I, got, I always root for Portland in the playoffs. You got Dame time going. It, that, he's dude, a, that dude is ridiculous. He's a very underrated rapper. Yeah. Dame Dollar. <laughs> he really is. I always I, say that on this show. I haven't, I haven't caught any of his tracks. So good. But, like, the thing is, is that, like, you have... I heard the Hulu one. Oh, this, Hulu, oh, yeah. Hulu oh my god! <laughs> <Hulu Live> sports. <laughs> that was good. That, yeah. that damn, you got me. I feel like everybody's seen that one. It's also the commercial with Baker Mayfield throwing it to whoever, and then throwing it to whoever. And but like the thing is though, is I that I wish Baker was as good at quarterback as he is at making commercials. <laughs> Honestly, right, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> but with the Lakers ended up clinching the West. My honest what opinion, are the Clippers. That, that's what I was saying, is that the Clippers could end up being in contention for cl- clinching the West, and you also have the Lakers that are possibly out with LeBron until the week before the, like, the playoffs start. Did ESPN say that? Yeah, I don't think that, that matters. That was the though. timetable I don't th- from... I don't think that matters, though. No, because like, LeBron's Megatron, yeah, pretty he, much. Yeah, he comes back, he's going to be himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, about Jamal Murray. Without a hairline. But like yours. Exactly. <laughs> Jamal, that's why you wear hats. Jamal Murray, the article you read, was that an ESPN article? Honestly, I want to say it was know. just somebody's tweet that they okay, ended up saying okay. it. Yeah, I don't want to say it was. I don't want to stick the ESPN label on it. Yeah, that's fine. I give I Jamal Murray props because when I seen that the footage of him tearing his ACL, like he was still able to get off the court, you know, like a strong professional. He he, but Kobe Bryant shot free throws with a torn for, ACL. So. His Achilles, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but Jamal Murray said he didn't want help. Like he denied. Yeah, he, he denied it. Like, it looked like I didn't know what happened. I'm like, did his knee pop in midair? Like, I didn't know what happened. And then when he came down, I said, and he maybe cramped up or something. And then I got the breaking uh, news on my phone. I seen it, and I was like, well, I know what happened to him. I did it. Like, that's 50 oh, seconds. before? Nope. The one behind it. Which one's the one behind it? PCL. Okay, I'm not a doctor. But, like, you have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Trailblazers, you have good teams that are able to be in contention. They're not going to end up being a cakewalk for the Lakers because no matter what, I feel like LeBron's just going to end up waiting out the rest of the season and then he's going to come he's up for take the playoffs. Like, like three, four games before the playoffs. Yeah, he's just get for a walkthrough and get back into game shape and then go from there. And I hope all those teams in the West, I hope they bust his ass. So now ask me, who do I think is going to win the West? Who do you think is going to win the West? The Lakers. The Lakers? Yeah. Okay. After all that. <laughs> After all that, it's the I Lakers. just don't think it's. It's handed to him on a silver platter. They're, I think they're, they're going to work for it at least. For it. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I don't want them to just have it on a silver platter because if you've watched this show a lot, I hate big market teams that get everything they want and somehow their contracts and all that stupid-ass money. Oh, yeah, you can come here in L.A. and I can get four of you guys, but we can't do that in Cleveland. The Cavs did it for four years. Yeah, but okay, but what I'm getting at is it's like... Is that it didn't remain. I don't think I don't think it's the market. I think it's the player. 
it's the player because look at California, look at Cleveland. Like that that's what you would you rather be in sunlight all day or you want bipolar ass weather? And I believe that some people in California, they're so spoiled and they're just used to like yeah, though they're the Lakers. But LeBron yeah. hates Cleveland. I know he hates Cleveland. He just loves like, Akron. Yeah, if you ever listen to him talk, but he's he a, never says Cleveland. Right, but he's a son of a bitch for that. And and me, I wouldn't even came back to Cleveland and gave us a championship because now I feel like it was out of petty. Oh, I, I need to do this out of petty. Re- he wanted to repair his image. Well, fuck his image. No, but I know. I agree. I, but, hey, I'm not. Like, I'm not I, taking I no petty-ass championship. Well, shit, like, that, no, I don't give even. Give me four of them. I, I took that. My ring is in the closet buried deep in darkness. Like, I don't even care for it anymore. Like, I'm spoiled. So you got a ring? Well, I, from the pawn shop. It's a like a replica championship oh, really? ring. Yeah, dead ass serious. Like, so why did you buy it if you didn't want it? My friend gave it to me for oh, free. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna. He's like, hey, for free to pawn shop. <laughs> okay. I'm like, fuck it. Why not? I don't know. I'm spoiled. I believe. Isn't this- your favorite player Kyrie? Yeah. So you couldn't celebrate in that? He hit the game winning shot. Yeah, I was happy for that. He hit the game winning shot, and then it's the whole like, well, Kyrie wasn't the sucking off Cleveland. This is for you. I'm home. I'm back. He was just like, hey, the world's flat. LeBron thinks he's the man. <laughs> I want to get the fuck out of here. So, what are your thoughts? On, like, uh, this is the first time we're actually hitting basketball like this way with you, and actually hitting emotions, Riggs, <laughs> with LeBron and Kyrie Irving. Uncle Who's Drew. the one to blame for the whole entire team breaking up? Is it LeBron's fault and he drove Kyrie out of there? Or is Kyrie just crazy and you could just admit that as a fan and that's the reason why that started in an avalanche? Oh, wow, that's a damn Make you think. One. Yep. I think it's both. I, I, are, are we going to get on this? Yeah, why I, not? I think it's both. I think that LeBron never intended to stay here beyond winning a championship. Right. I think Kyrie is a fucking nutcase. That just doesn't like. Look, he's still missing games, and he he's in Brooklyn. Yeah, and he I mean he's got what you got. Him and Stephen R. Smith could take a train together. <laughs> yes, did you say you and Stephen R. Smith could run a train together? <laughs> <laughs> but like you got Kyrie still missing games for personal reasons. Yeah, like that's always been a thing. Is the that dude still? Look at him in Boston. A distraction what in somehow. It, it, the dude's just a nutcase. Like he ended up seeing that Jason ego Tatum in a nutcase. Yeah, yeah, they had a baby and it was Kyrie Irving. Like it's frustrating because like they were LeBron and Kyrie Irving were so much alike that they just couldn't get along. Like they're both like assholes when it comes to the fans. Like yeah, they're both yeah. like just stubborn and like hey, I'm just going to go to my car, my vehicle, whatever I'm driving, a Mercedes, and I'm just going straight there and I'm not acknowledging any of you guys. LeBron's a Kia guy. Is he doesn't he have commercials too yeah. for it? That's why. And what what's Kyrie driving? I seen Kyrie in a black Lamborghini once. He, yeah, he's probably got some. She's sponsored by that. I don't know. Kyrie's probably got a Tesla. Honestly, he's I could see. A Tesla guy. So, in case if it takes him off that yeah. flat world, yeah. that it's not his yeah. fault. And Nothing wrong himself. with Tesla. I would love to have one. No, like honestly, like that's definitely what Kyrie drives. I could see it happening too because he just seems like that type of person yeah. that would drive one and like just be bored of driving. Yeah. Like that's that's Kyrie Irving. Um, anyways, Ed and Columbus ended up saying Kyrie always Kyrie always knew LeBron was gonna leave. Kyrie was crazy, but so am I. I love the crazy. I mean, it's an accurate well, point. You, sure, and you go back to I don't know if you guys heard, it, but when uh, when LeBron came back, he had made a comment about being like the father of the team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kyrie was asked about it, and Kyrie said, "This is my dad." Right. Yep. So I I don't know Kyrie. But I feel like that's a that's a. But they both benefited from it. Yeah, you both won a ring. You got a you got a ring. You got a fancy LeBron, piece of jewelry. Right. And LeBron repaired his image, and he became the the Lord and Savior of Cleveland. Yep. Once again. And Kyrie Irving 
people don't stop talking about them because of the flat earth shit, the, 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 whatever else. And the shot, said. too. Yeah. Like, that's that's the, the shot, way he became the block, relevant. And then they had to throw Kevin Love in there with the stop. Even yeah, we yeah. That, that's one thing people are real. They really don't pay attention how Kevin Love had Steph Curry on skates during those last few seconds. If, when it should have been the other way around. Right. Yeah. But, but, at yes. the same, but at the same time, though, like, I remember watching that, like, after I got home because it was so crazy downtown. Like, if Kevin Dude, Love would have made one mistake. One mistake on Steph Curry, and Steph Curry got that shot off like Kevin that. Kevin definitely moved his feet very mm-hmm. well. Ninety-three, eighty-nine, final. That's that night was so weird because I was downtown, and then we'll end up taking a quick break, and it's going to be the miscellaneous segment. So who knows what happens there? But with the whole entire like that night of when the NBA championship was won in Cleveland, I saw a father jumping up and down with his kid on his shoulders and I was waiting for, like, that kid was just getting like whiplash and bounced around and I'm like, you know, like he, the kid's not going to understand it, but when you look back at it, it's like, you know, that's kind of cool when I'm going to be 20 and jumping around on my dance. I was at Hooli House in Westlake that night and the game was over, I started crying, my phone was blowing up, people called yep. me. Mm-hmm. I drove to my uncle's house, I drove to my mom's house. Just to give them hugs. Yeah, I've yep, yep. yep. And then I, st- I stopped at the gas station before I drove downtown to hang out with some friends. And I've seen some dude walking in. He had Golden State shirt on, but it said, fuck Golden State. And like I almost like punched him in the mouth. And then me and him, just some random ass dude hugged. And yep. like embraced the moment. Like so, I was downtown in front of City Tap, and I came home, and I couldn't go to sleep the rest of the night because I kept watching it on TV. I went to work. The trophy and yeah. everything. I like, went to work Monday, because that was on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was Sunday, and I yep. went to work Monday morning. And I said, I'm taking the rest of the week off. I didn't even watch Monday Night Raw because I kept watching Game 7 the next day. I didn't day. watch it either. Dude, that was literally that was literally something I kept on watching over and over again. Was yeah. that, like, that whole, when that replay is happening, I always watch it. And then when you and watch you're like, it. Oh, oh. Yeah, you're like ready you to know what happens. Right. You're like, wait, hold on. And you he watch it and, and listen to uh, what's Fred McLeod. Yeah, RIP. Yep. Rest of the year. That, honestly, that I'm like listening to him and Austin Carr call that, and the emotion Un- behind it too. Yeah. Like that wasn't fake. That that wasn't like, hey, I'm no. some dude that's from New York calling yeah. this game. I'm from Cleveland, genuine. and this is something important to me. But anyways, we're gonna end up taking a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back at the We Like Sports podcast. Riggs, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna go grab Stephen R. Smith, and while I grab Stephen R. Smith, I'm not gonna, by the balls, by the way, right? No, hell no. But I'm gonna make sure I manscape promo code sports with a. Z, ball shaver, ball toner, ball deodorant, lawnmower 3.0, and you got a funny pages when you shave your balls and you look down at it. Manscape. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped.
Welcome back to the Wheelix Sports Podcast with Pat Payton, Stephen R. Smith, and I have no idea where Riggs went, but he'll be back eventually. Stay tuned. Stephen R., welcome back. Brothers, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I like to say that I wanted to show everybody that I am a fighting champion tune for the We Like Sports Podcast. I came here as a man's, as a man's on my own two feet, and I gave the belt back to the man, and I asked my title shot back, and I lost by one point, and I will be back stronger, faster, and quicker, and better than ever, Heather. All right. Heather. Brother, you're going to have to get to know my optimum poon scene. That's a little French right there. Because <laughs> your boy, I'm, I've been doing do a little bit Did doubling in the poon? French. Poutine, yes. It's a Canadian dish with French fries and gravy. It's really, really good. Actually, sounds pretty good. <laughs> what comes in it? French, French fries, fries and, gravy. and gravy and much other very great Canadian stuff. You might get your Canadian bacon, which is your flat-ass ham. <laughs> so... Before we end up giving you your spotlight, Stephen R., I want to end up talking about Jadavion Clowney signing with the Cleveland Browns for a one-year deal. Guys, I'm not a Browns fan, so I'm going to end up taking a step back here. But Cleveland, I hope you don't get clowned on this deal by Jadavion Clowney, Downey, Downey. And let me tell you why, because Sideshow Bob might be there for Krusty, but Krusty might not want to play that year. I think the Cleveland Browns, I think they need to make sure this man is happy. I want. I think the Cleveland Browns need to make sure that they have a tight-knit organization, and they might want to make this man stay for the rest of the year or the rest of his career in that organization. Cleveland Browns, I hope you did a damn good choice, and I hope it don't bite you in the ass with the long clown shoes. I, I, how do you follow that up? <laughs> but no, I, I, I think it's it's a fine signing. I don't see anything wrong with it. I think that the money works well. I think I like having incentives built into it. I don't know what the incentives are. Hopefully it's playing time. Right. Um, there's there's nothing wrong with it, but it it doesn't take your defense to the next level. It does not do what you need to do. It's a great piece, but it's not completing the puzzle. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, honestly, like you're going to end up having a threatening line when you have Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney on both sides, and then you have Sheldon Richardson on the line, yeah. too. You're going to have three big boys, and it's going to be, I mean, being an opposing team and an opposing fan and a Steelers fan, I'm not saying I'm scared, but I'm not looking forward to playing the Browns anymore like I used to be when I was growing up. Like This is going to be competitive games, and Jadavion Clowney, on top of it, has said that the reason why he chose the Browns was because they win. They're turning into winners. I want to win. Again, though, when, when's it come down to playing time? What if he ends up playing one year, he doesn't want to play anymore, and he's a child and ends up screwing over the team? Well, I think that's why the Cleveland Browns, they need to make sure that they have a damn good campaign with this man. I think they need to make the, the Cleveland Browns need to make sure big number 95 Miles Garrett need to make sure, brother, when I'm out there on the field with you and you see Nick knack Patty Whack, Light Skin Mahomes, we're going to tackle him down till he gets down in his bones, and we're going to share him together. I'm the T-Rex, and you're the Velopso. When I get him at the top, gonna get him at the bottom and we're gonna rip him and if I'm Javavion Clowney I'm looking at Miles and I'm saying <laughs> I think I might want to stay I think I might want to shower next to you I think I want to chase Maseratis with you and now Cleveland's my home now Cleveland's my dog bone the holy water <laughs> with your church get up yeah man you pastor know pastor Steven they, yeah <laughs> pastor Actually, Steven I think it would be priest Whatever work. What are you? Where did you come from that you're dressed like this? Like you, Bible camp? No, bro, brother. I didn't go to Bible camp, brother. I Is was, this how you negotiated with Amazon? I my Amazon. Is that a cum stain? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, brother, that, because that, my, that probably might be a little over the top when you're talking about Catholic Church. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Bring it down a low. Um, I was at I was at a sports analytics meeting today. Okay. You know, because of my credentials and my backgrounds, I was there with all uh, sorts of names like uh, Britney Storm. I was there with uh, Michael Van Pelt. I was there with uh, Michael Drennan. I was there with Chuck Antoletti, Ganelli, uh, Ganache. I was there with a, a bunch of sports analysts that you probably watch on ESPN and your Fox. And we all have our own little secret meeting, like the Justice League and whatnot. So, like, what was talked about? It's a secret. <laughs> Damn. So, like, what other secret? All right. All right, the, one more sports topic because I really want to end up like Pat really wants to know that like your boy Riggs he has a sex swing he wants to know your that boy Riggs don't got no sex swing so your boy Riggs he was doing something for an ex of his and his ex is like hey I want you to install something for me and you're gonna get a little bit of mulch a little bit of mulch for your problems I'm gonna roll up some mulch for you and 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 then Riggs says. Yeah, I could do anything for you. And he had to go and he had to install a sex swing for an old friend of his. And that sex swing got installed. And while Riggs was downstairs sleeping, that sex swing he heard being heard. And a bunch of grunting and moaning. And someone's name being shouted out loud. And it made him scared. And it made him happy that he got out of said so relationship. So ultimately you installed a sex swing for your... He! Not me! He, uh, He installed a sex swing, Riggs, for his ex... That he ended up (laughs) R.I.P. So that he heard being used that night that wasn't with him. That brother's lucky it wasn't with him. Trust. Okay. When he gets here, I just wanted to make sure I had. When he gets here, I think off air he'll uh, he'll uh, entrepreneur some more thoughts into you. What's entrepreneur mean? Entrepreneur give you more knowledge. Okay. Uh, All right. So now it's time for the miscellaneous segment. We're this is just the way we're going into. Well, that was sure as shit miscellaneous. <laughs> Off the wall all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Stephen R. And the R stands for what? Rambocious, ridiculous, rockneys, raw. What? What's going on with this Amazon app? You said WrestleMania weekend, and that's came and gone, which also happened to be on your shoulder. It came and gone. It's really coming. Much <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's something. There's <laughs> 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 oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Speak. I, 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 I'm trying to figure out what to tell you right now about my app, young man. I think that the app was, um, it could have been a little bit before its time. And I was trying to talk to the developer and the developer was telling me the developer, his name is uh, uh, Brian Dawson. And I asked Brian Dawson, I said, brother, what's going on with the app? And he said, I have to get to you after the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm at Riggs' house and we're watching WrestleMania and I'm getting nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So you were there at Riggs' house. No, I wasn't. I was not. But you just... Didn't he just say... You just said you were watching it with Riggs. Why didn't I see you? I was there on Sunday. Hey, man. Sometimes it's good to be seen, but not seen at all. But, like, we're, we were in the same house. Where were you hiding? Brother don't hide. Brother, I was on a Skype meeting. Yeah, a Skype meeting? I was a Skype meeting on my earphone because with, I'm trying to Bad get... Bunny? No, I'm trying to get the app back. And I failed. And after the app back, Keith Migra Hillis, don't hit me back up. And I failed. I tried to call Betty for some money. And Tyler said, don't call my honey. And I failed. And Betty's your ex-wife, right? Betty is my ex-wife who was with our producer, Tyler, that created my child. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, man. You know, I'm trying to think. What is your favorite vegetable of all time, Stephen R.? My favorite vegetable of all time, I'm going to have to go with the potato. And let me tell you why I'm going with the potato. Because I could wrestle the hell out of a potato. That potato could be absolute intense at the same time. And let me tell you something else about that potato. That potato was damn good with ketchup, mustard, and relish, and all sorts of things. Because when I was living in New York City, for my New York Knickerbockers, used to get a potato sandwich. And that was a cut half potato, fried ketchup, mustard, pickles, and relish on a bun. That sounds good. That sounds like Cleveland Pickle downtown. You ever have Cleveland? Have you ever had Cleveland Pickle? Cleveland Pickle, I never have. They have like a pickle, like peanut butter and jelly sandwich downtown. Hmm. Is that appealing to you? Just a little bit. That, that's somewhat Is that appealing. your jam? It could be my jam. It could be my jelly. All right. Next question. What makes your eyes roll every time you hear it? The one thing that makes my eyes roll every time I hear it is Stephen R. Faster. St- faster? Yeah. In what aspect? When I was with Betty. Okay, go on. Another thing that makes my eyes roll is when I see that the commissioner of the MLB had wanted a man to start on second base. That made my eyes roll to the point where I wish they went to the back of my head like I was the undertaker in the World Wrestling Federation. Just made me so damn sick. What do you got for Stephen R? Anything you want to ask him? It, it's always it's always whatever he ends up coming up with. So like, what do you do when you're not here? What I'm doing when I'm not here, I'm always in meetings. And when I'm not in meetings, I'm always doing my education background. And I'm always interviewing the best professional sports athletes that you have seen and that you've probably grown up watching. I've got pictures with guys like Oscar Robinson, Meyer Wiener. <laughs> I've got people. When I was on the show yesterday, I had Peyton over here tearing up because I read a sentimental letter that Michael Jeffrey Jordan had given me. I've also written a letter on here that Keith Migra stood up and gave me a standing ovation when Magic Johnson told me I was one of the best damn sports announcers he has ever seen in his life. I'm always doing business 24-7, 365 days a week. If I'm not on the corner, if I'm not on the corner finding cigarette butts to smoke, I'm always in meetings. 365 days in a week, huh? Have you gotten COVID yet? (laughs) Just random cigarette. I've not gotten. I have not gotten. I have not gotten Covidius nineteen yet. Oh, Covidius? No. What's Covidius mean? Covidius is in the Bible. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. go on. No, <laughs> so Covidius verse nineteen. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Watch your mouth. All right. What's the funniest? Yes. What's the funniest name you've heard of somebody having? The funniest name I ever heard of someone having. I was watching a baseball game and I was like, and I'm like, man, this, this guy looks mad. This guy, if he was mad, I would call him Jared is so salty. a mafia mad. <laughs> I thought you were going Jared from Subway. What are your thoughts on him? Jared from Subway, you messed up with that foot long, brother. And I got <laughs> something for you next time I see you. And it's going to be blurred out on the air when I. What the fuck? Calm down. <laughs> he likes the kids. What? Jared from Subway. (laughs) I thought (laughs) you don't though, right? Hell no. Okay. All right. You you scared me for a second. What was the cool thing when you were young but isn't cool now? Probably like technology, right? 
<laughs> but that's an opposite effect. We used to yeah, grass. Grass was cool, probably. I'm from New York City. I have, the only time I see grass is when I go to the Bronx. The only time I see grass is when I go down to the subway station. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do you get what I'm scratching at? Do you big? Do you pick up what I just put down? If I just scoop slammed you, are you gonna reverse that and give me an Irish whip? Do you know what I'm what? saying? And can we connect in the ring? What were you even saying? The one thing in my in my fashion <laughs> back then that is out now that is. When I was a little kid, we used to go through phone books, and everyone doesn't know what a phone book is. You can find anybody's phone number now. Okay. Okay. And we used to go through the phone number book, and I used to say. I want to call Oscar Robinson. I want to call Daryl Strawberry. I want to call, oh God, I want to call anybody on the New York Yankees. And I just go through my phone book. And you can't do that now. Now I got to go and talk to a verification blue check mark on the twit twit. And why aren't you verified on Twitter? What's the story on that? Is that kind of like Amazon? The reason why I'm not verified on Twitter is because I have to, they have to do a background check on me. Okay. Do you have, I have enough to, information? I have, I have enough information. I have to get. I have to send them a copy of my sports certificates. I have to send them a copy of my old EBT card that I don't use anymore. <laughs> I gotta that send, is my dream <laughs> to have an EBT card. I got to send them a copy of um, the deposit of the first, second, and last months before I can get the rest of my credentials. Why do you need a deposit for like a three weeks out of the month? I just, brother, I don't make the rules. I just go along with life. That's like 12,000 days with your weeks being 365 days. Yeah, From the Big Apple, we got another We have another day of the week compared to y'all because that's a big city titty. What, what? Sounds like you got 358 more. What day of the week's that? <laughs> what, what, what day? Monterous, Tutuous, Wednesdayus. That's today when we do the podcast on Wednesdayus. Thursdayus, Friday. Saturday, <laughs> Sundays. What's that eighth one? Knicks. Next. Knicks. Knicks, as in the New York Knicks, because the New York Knicks always get another day. Uh, Keith Migra is watching. My buddy, my man, 10 grand. Please loan me some money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the craziest conversation you've ever er- overheard? The craziest conversation I ever overheard in my life. I was sitting in the men's room stall and I was taking a number nine. And while I was taking a number nine, I overheard Bud Selig while he didn't wash his hands. That nasty bastard. Bud Selig was talking to Ron Gardenheim while he was also a manager of the Minnesota Twins, the Twin Cities, the TCs on the Hat Cats. And while he was doing that, he said, Mr. Mr. Ron, Mr. Ron looked at him with his little white, little snow white, grizzled white face. The, the facial hair, not the skin, damn. <laughs> and he said, when Derek Jeter plays his final game in your stadium, I'm going to make sure that ball gets a little uh, so we can send Derek Jeter away. And when I heard that, I said, oh, no. I have been wiped. I said, Mr. Bud, Mr. Ron, you bet. Then I got choked up and I woke up. <laughs> I woke You're up from what? That was a dream? I think I heard something your man was not supposed to be hearing. So, like, did he do, like, a Michael Conforto and leaned into a pitch then, Derek Jeter? Is that what you're saying? He leaned into it, and I got knocked out, and I woke up at Max Kellerman's house. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. Explain the situation to Pat with you and Max Kellerman. Now, brother, there's a refrigerator here, and you know that I don't like chicken papakash, and there's only three to four people in that ESPN. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Is that the noise it makes when you open it? Mm-hmm. 
in that refrigerator was chicken papakasha. You know your boy don't like chicken papakasha, but why'd you still blame me? Your boy Max Kellerman blames me for eating this chicken papakasha. While I was trying to too busy eat Rachel Pennies. <laughs> but Richard Jefferson and the other light-skinned, curly-haired guy, Matt Barnes, they was too busy trying to figure out the vending machine because they're two pot-headed stoners. Interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> you come up with any questions at all, Pat? What, what do you got so far? For Stephen R. Let me give you a, let me give you a story. You, yeah, it's Kobe Bryant on your chest right there, young yeah. man. Let me tell you something about Kobe Jellybean Bryant. One time I was, oh. let me tell you, that's his real nickname. One time I was scared to death. I was driving with Kobe Jellybean Bryant, and I shit my pants. And I said, Kobe Bryant, I said, Kobe, brother, I know I just watched you drop 50 titty tonight against the Portland Trail Blazers. I can't merge over into this lane. Sta- Are you paying attention? Yeah, I am. I can't merge over to the, the picture with me. I can't merge over to this lane, Jane. And you know what Kobe told me? Kobe looked me dead in my eyes and he said, oh, my breath don't smell. Kobe said. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe said. Kobe said, I hope my breath don't smell. <laughs> that was me. Kobe said, you got that mentality. Stephen R, look at me while you're driving doing 70 in my Porsche. And I didn't know how I was doing it, but I did it. And Kobe said, if I can drop 50 titty on the Portland Trail Blazers with one arm tied behind my back and kissing my wife Vanessa at the same time, you can drive in this other's lane. And I was afraid to get in the slow lane. And I did it. And when I got out, Kobe Jellybean Bryant said, now get your smelly ass out of my car. If I can do that, I can do anything. Now, that's the one story about your man Kobe Bryant that told me that he shared with me when I was there. 50 Portland Trail Blazers. Manscape shaves your pubic hair. And the question that you ended up having, though, Pat. Well, now I don't remember it <laughs> because you was off on a tangent. All right, I got the next one. What's the coldest you've ever been, Stephen R? The coldest? Yeah, the coldest. The coldest I've ever been. I swear you was the thing that I was on the Titanic, Jack. The coldest I've ever been in my life is watching the Yankees. Win the 2009 World Series. And let me explain that for you while your man was so cold. Your man was cold because I didn't want the Yankees to win the, the, the pennant that year. I didn't want the Yankees to go far that year. I did not want the Yankees to make a deep run into the postseason. Your boy was so cold. I was stone cold. I walked home butt naked, wearing everything with my socks from the Bronx, being chased out by people like Cardi B and Fat Joe while it was cold. And they see like a little Stephen R. Smith running through the Bronx with his little wiener. (laughs) The coldest your boy's ever been. little wiener <laughs> <laughs> this, this goes right into like honestly like this would probably be the most ridiculous thing I could already assume what the answer is it's probably male enhancement pills but what's the most ridiculous thing you've ever bought the most ridiculous thing I've ever bought was that bitch Betty a ring <laughs> <laughs> because when I gave it to her and I said Betty she said Tyler I said what <laughs> <laughs> your name's Stephen R but Tyler slept with my Betty right the most ridiculous thing was that ring that I bought because I had a kazoo. And when you played that kazoo, it played you the New York Knicks lineup. Woo! Starting point guard, Chauncey Billups. Woo! Starting shooting guard, Landry Phillips. Woo! Starting center, Amari Stoudemire. And when my Betty was supposed to blow that, she was supposed to blow me, T. <laughs> but instead, Tyler got it. Is that why you said T is just to get his attention? Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that whatsoever. That's how clever I am. Oh man. So 
Oh, man. So you ended up... I'm trying to follow here. That was a lot. And the White Sox, by the way, Pat, it's 8-0. Yeah. I know. You, you, eight? Oh, it's 8. Okay. Yep, it updated. All right. Over 7.5. What do you know about betting, Stephen R.? If you guys ever want some advice, let me know. About betting? Let me tell you something Sports why I don't. wagering. Oh, let me tell you something, brother. That's not my bread and butter. That's too rich for my blood. The only time I bet is when I sit up here with my friend Keith Migra and he has his snacks because the sugar low and we do a little bit of rock, paper, scissoring every time. Why are you and another guy scissoring? With this on the on the air. The only time I scissor was another man is when me and Keith scissor on air. When I do this with the Keith and he does this right back to me and then we hug each other and then I give him some snacks because my man sugar low. So on this show, two guys scissor? Rock, paper, scissoring. Okay. Dwayne, DeWine, scissors. DeWine? Rock, paper, scissors. Dwayne, DeWine, scissors. Yeah, I'm lost. Dwayne, rock, Paper. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I had it. <laughs> paper DeWine? That's what I thought about because he's so damn flat. Who? Mike DeWine? Mike Jones. Oh. 330. Favorite rapper? My favorite rapper, MC No Legs. <laughs> MC No Walk. No Walk. <laughs> MC No Walk is spit that spit and talk when he talks and tries to walk. MC No Walk. His first single in store is called Hot Wheels Deal. Oh man, and they're and I bought a Maxbox Twenty off of them, and they're also releasing that at IHOP, right? No, they're really yes, International House of Playlist. <laughs> All right, Stephen R, I gotta know, are you a comedian guy? Like, do I like to be? Am I a comedian myself? Or no, do, do you I like, like com- comedy? Like, what's your favorite comedy? Oh my goodness, my favorite comedy. Like, I love the comedian fact comedian or show. Both. I love oh. I love I love comics. Uh, I start from anywhere to Richard Pryor. I go from anywhere to Richard Pryor to Adam Sandler to some woman on Mad TV. My one of my favorite scenes ever is in Billy Madison when the kindergarten lady is rubbing the glue all over her face. <laughs> and when your boy, yes, you know what I'm talking about. And when your boy sees that, I get tickled pink, pink, pink to the point where I poop and it stinks. That means I laugh so hard I shit myself. That means I laugh so hard I lose big skin pigmentation. That means I laugh so hard that I fluctuate like I did a teenager, chronic intubation. Do you understand what I'm saying? I had to edit that down. I had to bring it down, edit down, chop it around, up, down, side, side, up, up, down, down. Keith Migra, give me $20,000. <laughs> All right, last question. We got about... Yes! Last. Hold on. Before we end up taking this last question, though... I do want to end up giving a shout-out to our Cisco barber. to Barber! 440-320-2691. Again, if you need your haircut, 440-320-2691. Or else hit him up on Instagram, at Cisco to Barber. Also, there is the Cut app, too, and look for Cisco Pagan. Cisco the Barber, are you going there, Stephen R., or what? Are you going to get your haircut? Yeah, your boy's got to get his haircut this week. I'm doo 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 He's going to make you look good with the straight razor. So what was your most recent lie? My most recent lie was, yeah, it was good for me, too. (laughs) And what was the context of that? No, my most recent lie is when I told told a professional athlete that he had had a good game, and I'm not going to bring up Walter Payton's name. So I remember I told Walter Payton, I said, Walter Payton, you had ran that ball so damn good, so damn fine. You was like a Cadillac with a drunk man driving it like wine. And he said, thank you, Stephen Aura, my brother, my friend, my right-hand man, my man, Mr. Ten Grand. And then I dapped him up, gave him a handshake, gave him the pound. I dream a genie, and I was out of town. But I knew that man, he had a shitty game. He had a bad game. You want to know why I lied? Because your man was intimidated. Your man was scared. I was in a locker room with a bunch of half-naked men, and you think I wanted to lie?
No, because I didn't want to die. So, before we end up heading out of here, though, Stephen R., again, explain what the hell's going on with this app. What is going on? Like, Amazon. App to- Amazon Prime Live was supposed to have my book, Fantastic Wordplay with Stephen R. Smith. And I it was thought it was po- stupendous wordplay with Stephen R. Smith. That, that, that's for the uh, Asian, Somalian... Uh, cartel for the other the other book overseas. Gotcha. Now, brother, are you paying attention to me? Yeah. Now, brother, do you get yeah, me? Amazon Live. Now, brother, now the eyes are the windows to the soul, and I look at my soul, what? and I don't mean Kia, okay? <laughs> now, I was supposed to get this app, and they screwed me over my app. My app was hacked, so I had to go to Arkansas. I traveled. I hitchhiked. Keith was driving. Tyler was flying. They said, walk, Stephen. Oh, and so your boy, Stephen. Oh, I hitchhiked. I did some things I had to do for a ride, and I got the... Peyton Hillis's house. Peyton Hillis wouldn't answer. There's guns going off. So your man ran. I ran right back up here at Ohio. I'm on the phone with Jeff Bezos from Amazon. I'm on the phone with Chris Cox from Hooligans Gym trying to get money. I'm on the phone with Peyton Vince from GNC trying to get money. And nobody was giving your man money. It was the part while I was in dark times where you would have found me in the ESPN closet with something around my neck. That's how, oh damn, I got a little dark. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, my app has been destroyed. I believe I have a hater out there who is mad that I'm going to be coming up on the come up. So now you just got to figure out who this is. I have to figure out who this hater is. I've been going to uh, court with LimeWire, Kazaa, and Morpheus, and BearShare, all having my back. All having your boys back because they were trying to help me out with my app. And the app was free. My book was only $1.25. And if you use the promo code, You got it for 25 cents. <laughs> uh, Stephen R., what, like, give, a, give Pat an example of like, what's coming out of this book. What's coming then out of this having book? To head out of here. What's coming out of this book, you're going to get to know me. Because everyone looks at me and says, Stephen R., how do I talk like a well-sophisticated, mousetrap-eating man like yourself? And I give them this book. And it has my alpha platoon alphabet on how my slang is, on how I talk, on how I walk, on how you can be a man thoroughbred like your man Stephen R. Smith. Now, the one of the first words I'm going to give you a clue. One of the first words in that book is argusism. What's argusism? Argusism. Jason Kipnis ran so fast that he had tore a knee and he has argusism into his pelvis. That means it shoots up. You have argusism pain. That's A. And then it's from words from A to Z. What's, what's, what's a good C word? A good C word? Colt the collision. What's Colt the collision? Is that like the old Browns quarterback? Colt the collision. The, the, the batter hit the ball in the center field, and the center field and the left fielder had a Colt the collision, and the ball dropped. You mean collision? Colt the collision. Colt the collision. All right. I'm losing brain cells. <laughs> Alright guys, that's it That's it for Stephen R. Smith Next week, join us again, 7.30 to 9.30 We like sports podcast It's Pat today, Peyton today Stephen R. today, Riggs is somewhere Stephen R., do you know where Riggs is? I shoulder bumped that little whip And he went down crying like Oh, little Stephen R., would you win? So I, I have no clue what the man is I mean, the man supposedly works out He ain't been there in a week You shoulder check somebody Because you're mad you lost your getting the ring title And now he's being sensitive, Tiv so, are you going to be here next week? Your man should be here next week. Yes, indeedy, titty. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to evaluate Pat. So far, so good. 
I think he'll be back next week. Don't go anywhere. Tune in next Wednesday, 7.30 to 9.30. We're going to have Stephen R., Keith, hopefully, Peyton, Riggs, all of us all together once again, 7.30 to 9.30. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure you don't manscape. Stephen R., do you manscape? You know I do. Whoa, hold on.